Hey, welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. I did not tell him we were starting. I just wanted to vent a little bit. <laughs> Steven, I just, pumpkin spice latte? Are there people who are pumpkin spice lattes like in chat right now? Because I, I think they're disgusting. Uh, are I you really drinking? will die by them. I don't drink coffee the rest you, of the You're year. right. Like you I will. sort of do. They're but, poison. Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah. only go to Starbucks during pumpkin spice season. During pumpkin spice season. Okay. Which all gets right. longer and longer, so pretty soon you're going to be able to go there like all the time. I sure hope mm -hmm. so. That that's I the end game for you. Me. Can get pumpkin spice to any time of year. Like Probably I think good. they advertise it in this period, but I think it's a. I know you can't at Starbucks. I'm, I've tried. I've tried. I, that feels wrong. I don't know why that feels incorrect, but it does. Thank you. I agree <laughs> with you. It is wrong. It's a travesty. <laughs> I'm basic, do, and I embrace it. Do you that. like the taste of it? Like, is it is that what it is? Yeah, I, I it's mean, the only coffee know. I really like. Yeah. All right. And I love coffee. I do, too. I, I'm not a huge fan of flavored coffees, though. Neither am I. But I do love coffee. I love, like, a strong coffee. I do, too. Melissa hates coffee. I hate, uh, I do hate coffee. Yeah. I do have a, uh, a regular old uh, chai here. Nice. No, <laughs> no pumpkin spice in it. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkin spice. God, I'm just man. Just like my, <laughs> my view of Steven is like gone down like a thousand notches because of it. Anyway, it wasn't that high to begin with. So what am I hitting rock bottom here? <laughs> I think we're in the negative at this point. So anyhow. Uh all right, let's get started. So we're doing some wondering today. We are continuing and getting very, very close. I was saying before we just went live that I could see us. I could see this ending in as few as th few as three and as many as probably eight sessions. I think somewhere in between there, which would put us actually between 70 and 75. That's kind of where I'm looking. And I and I do mean like, you know, two, uh, two to two and a half hour. I, I don't really like doing the three hour episodes because uh, uh, it, it sort of strains, I think, everybody. But like two and a half is usually the target. So that's what I'm kind of thinking. But a lot of that's going to depend upon you all as uh, we're, we're going to get back here in a few minutes to the staging ground. You're going to, we're going to test to see the results of the various uh, various other operations and missions you had going on. And then really, you know, when it comes down to it, like you're the, the sort of the core Floyd, Gilly, Arineal, the three of you, the pledge that you made to Lady Ortolos, you have you have you have kept it. You have actually done it. You have you have helped them. And so now at this point. Everything above it is, is like what you all all see fit. Now, obviously, Daggett and Terra and then a bunch of your allies aren't all here solely for the Forlond Elves. They're here because Angmar is rising up and there's that danger. And so it's just a question of how much do you all want to risk? And does your company of, uh, of allies want to risk to help uh, stunt some of the growth and strengthening of Angmar? So uh, we all as players are privy to the fact that in about 50 years time or so things you know the shit's gonna really hit the fan uh in middle earth but um for now uh you guys can do something to at least forestall some of that so uh so it's kind of interesting uh, it's kind of kind of going through my notes and figuring out like trying to see where it could go because there's a lot of different ways there's a lot of different ways this could potentially still uh still go towards the end uh, and i'm very excited and plus i was getting a bunch of my stat blocks ready for different uh bosses and sub bosses and stuff and uh yeah, it was pretty ugly. Anyhow, uh -oh. speaking of ugly, Long, tell us about Floyd. Yeah, Floyd, <laughs> a miserable dwarf. He's always miserable. He's three tracks down a shadow path. He just oh, dear. wrecks up his shadow all the time. Are you really three tracks down? Like legit three tracks yeah, down? Yeah, actually like, three tracks down. Yeah. 
because uh, Dag is um, fast. That Dag gets pretty far down too, but he got fast forwarded. I'm on the fast the track. Yeah, yeah. Um, on and, the highway and, to hell. Gilly ah. went down because of um, because of some sorcery, but Floyd is just straight up down. Okay, isn't it when you go to four like that's it? You're gone. Like when you're like legit. Yeah, yeah something okay. like that. All right. Uh, we might see Floyd pull. Uh, uh, he might. He might get like. What's it called? Uh, he's got the the gold madness or dragon sickness. Right? Yeah, dragon sickness. It. Dragon yeah. sickness. Yeah. Okay. We should do that just because it sounds cool. It does sound cool. <laughs> just turns on everybody all of a sudden out of nowhere. Like, but we've been with you this whole time. Why are you turning on us now? So <laughs> everybody who watched the third Hobbit movie. Uh, speaking of hobbits, Gilly, who are you? I am Gilly Kettlegrass, our Brie Hobbit. Um, and yeah, she's very excited that we managed to make it out of Othringal with very few casualties, wounds, etc. Um, Balavan, yeah. unfortunately, is pretty catatonic. And we did find the um, remains of our friend. Sure. Uh, so she's probably she's pretty sad right now. To be fair. Yeah, I got to think, though, right? Like, you tell me. But I got to think. Like, you can't... Did did anyone really have optimistic expectations for Sorindir? Like, did anyone really think that they were going to find out any good news? I think... I knew he was dead the moment I stopped playing him. (laughs) I think (laughs) Gilly held out hope probably the longest. Um, But after a certain amount of time, she realized that if if nothing there killed him, maybe the cold already did. Sure, sure. I mean, the good thing is is that he is an elf, so death to an elf is is different than other, you know, than other other races within Middle Earth. So uh, you have his body, but his spirit has uh, has has gone somewhere else. But uh, so there's that. There's and then like there's always that whole reincarnation thing that can sometimes happen with elves and whatnot. So who knows? Maybe Sorindir will walk again. Uh, in our next one ring campaign. <laughs> he won't. <laughs> he won't. Uh, so uh, next up, uh, Melissa, tell us about Arineal. Uh Arineal is our uh, champion ranger of the north. Uh, she's just uh, one step down the curse of vengeance. Um, I would say that Arineal, um being the character Arineal, um was wondering if we would even ever know what happened with Sorendir, because, you know, it's kind of a big place and lots of things could have happened. Um, so I think in one way, Arineal is appreciative of just sort of the uh, closure that comes with sort of knowing what it was. So I don't think Arineal was necessarily holding out optimism as long as Gilly was that good things happened. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, because like it, like Gilly was saying, like there's just so many things that could have gone wrong, even if he didn't. Even if even if Arthur and Gull went well, there's so many other things that could potentially have gone wrong. Drakes and trolls and sure. all kinds of things. Sure, I mean, and all those kinds of things we might uh, might see at some point between now and the end of the uh, of the campaign. So uh, I was uh, for no reason, no reason at all. I was uh, I was reviewing the snap block for that Drake. A lot of big numbers. That's concerning. I don't a lot of big concerning. numbers. I don't. A lot of numbers, a lot of numbers that are big. You know, real coincidental. 
there. Just Jeff. I just want to be prepared for all possible consequences. Right. For all possible right. ones. Yeah. Floyd will charge it. <laughs> <laughs> there is that I don't I don't want to spoil it, but man, there's a couple things that it could do that are just amazing. Uh speaking of amazing, Steven, tell us about Daggett. Hey, that's a much better introduction than Long Got. Thank you. Uh, Daggett is a blue-collar <laughs> dwarf. Uh, the uh, less prosperous dwarf. He's got very scraggly hair. And he uh, he was really just humoring his friends with this trip. I think he was pretty certain that an elf would not survive up here. He's not incredibly fond of the elves, as most dwarves uh, tend to be. So I, I think he was just not willing to say what he knew was the truth. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sorender is fine. Let's go get him. Yeah. No, I mean, all of that I think is fair. I also think, you know, on the on the other hand, like, you guys have done something really good here. Like, like Othringal, as we've seen, is a very dark and terrible place. Uh, weird, terrible experiments and things have gone on there in the past. Uh, things, very powerful sorcerer uh, of some kind, uh, a wraith sorcerer or sorcerer wraith was at its... Uh, at the bowels of it. So like the fact that you took that out alone is probably uh, a big, uh, a big hit to uh, the, the power of, of Angmar. So even if we weren't being very optimistic about our elf friend, uh, there was something else that came, there's something good that came out of it at least. Uh, and then finally, uh, Mitra, tell us about, uh, tell us about Tara. Hello. Uh, I'm playing Taranath. Um, Tara for short, uh, she pronouns, and uh, she is a ranger of the north and a uh, uh, really uh, excited that there are allies in arms against the shadow here. Feels a little bad about their friend Sorinder, but didn't, didn't realize that he was more than just a brother in arms to Belvin. And uh, so that is making her feel a lot of feelings um, that that she thought it was just a mission. But obviously, it's a lot more than just a mission uh, because, yeah, so poor Balavan. Yeah, poor Balavan. Don't worry. He is headed. Uh, his spirit is headed out there as well. Just he's taking a different path. Okay. Y'all ready? My head. My head. That was gonna be better. Yes, uh Jeff hates love. I just said in chat that Angmar is where love goes to die. So all right. Here we go. Oh, Lots of my... us go to die, unfortunately. Perhaps we'll find out in the next really only one person of significance so far, right? You know, that ranger guy. Right, so far. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And his wife. So the noise I made was ugly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Merriman and Talendale. I had forgotten about them. My bad. I was talking about the random ranger that died on Mount Graham. Uh, okay. Three people. today. All right. Let's get started. Uh, quick summary. Last time around, you all were at the doors of, of Othrungul. There was the danger potentially of a cold drake possibly climbing up the cliff. You had seen it a few times. So, I'm not sure if it was stalking you or if it was just coincidence. But you all decided to pick up the uh, the unconscious elves uh, that were outside of Othrungul. And you followed the enraged and ensorcelled 
Balavan into the depths of this strange dungeon. Uh, Gilly had a, had an idea to test that that ring of dreams, that silver ring that you got uh, when you were in the uh, the angle. Uh, but it kind of backfired on you as you it put you into a sort of an unconscious state and opened you up to these attacks from these various nightmarish echoes that were lingering in the dungeon. Uh, throughout the delve, we also noticed that some of the folks who had been here before, Floyd, Arineal, Gilly, etc., were were struggling to remember bits and pieces of the layout. Their memory seemingly addled, much like the elves had been, but to a lesser degree. Uh, there were various signs as you started traversing some of these halls. That the laboratories within here were kind of growing active once more in some ways. Things had shifted and changed, cleaned up, etc. Eventually, you all, with your searching, you found that that room of frozen faces, and and there you you discovered. Gilly, Floy, and Arineal were on that wall now. Uh, Gilly, you also spotted the frozen face of uh, of a of a hill folk right, the hill folk elk rider that you had seen yeah. momentarily in that dream state, uh, and on a hunch you destroyed it. And then you, you heard all of you heard and felt Othringal kind of shudder a little bit in response. You pushed forward. You found these arcane chambers where Talendil and Marimbem had passed as you fought this sorcerer. Uh, that seems to be in charge of Othringal. And there you encountered that sorcerer wraith once more. And in, in a very cruel twist of fate, you saw Marimbem and Talendel sort of animated uh, and shuffle forward in defense of this sorcerer. But you all were able to win the fight. It was a very close fight, actually. Uh, uh, but you did uh, you did prevail. Uh, you eventually heard the sounds of Balavan weeping and you pushed a little further, deeper into Othringal to its very bottom and you found uh, he was at the base of this poisoned and frozen tree that was hidden deep within this uh, this cavern. And Sorendir was uh, was there, encased in this cocoon of grime, the very grime that you had seen throughout most uh, of the dungeon. Uh, the um, the long departed Sorendir, I should say, but his spirit was not there. He was he was dead for all intents and purposes. The quakes kind of continued a little bit, which made you all a little nervous that something might might be uh might be happening and so you all fled you set the the tree ablaze on your way out uh and uh that's when you grabbed your elvish allies amdarim and the others balavan was almost sort of the walking dead in some ways and you all climbed out onto the icy plateau and that's where we're gonna start uh right there on that icy plateau as you look around you can feel that horrific hit of the cold it's fall i think it's fall right it's spring i forget uh but it's not winter time yet and you're getting hit still with like the the mountain winds are slapping against you you can still feel the mountain itself on the the rain the range of, of mount, mountains of angmar here is is rumbling a little bit you don't hear the crunching uh of the or the sounds of that drake any longer uh so it's possible it's left uh, but you all are are on this this somewhat frozen plateau. Behind you, the door of uh, the door to Othringal does close, and you can see that Amdrim and the elves they look a little confused, but they are awake as they start to kind of come to. Um, and you can see that Balavan is here as well, kind of collapses down to the earth. He still has Sorendir uh, with him, and all of the elves are kind of gathering around. Uh, the body of Sorendir at this point. Uh, what is everyone doing? I take off the handkerchief that Gilly had, and I start wiping down my face, my neck, and then 
there's still a stain, a black purplish on my neck. Effectively taking a shadow scar here so I can reset my shadow path or shadow points. Okay. Nice. The residue of some of the sorcery that had been just pelting you all the way through uh, is kind of manifesting in this 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 wound. Yeah, because didn't you get grabbed by that hand too? Ooh. Is there a thing that uh, our patron can do patrons, for shadow scars? Not for shadow scars, but she can help with shadow, basically shadow resistance rolls. She can give yeah. you Got favored. it. Got yeah. it. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know how to use that mechanic. I haven't had to use that mechanic yet, so I'm not super familiar with it. And your fellowship um, points were set, too, so you can, yeah. you can do that again if you like. Cool. Um, so when we immediately emerge, Gilly's going to, um, to look uh, just to just do like a scan for danger to make sure that we're relatively safe where sure. we're at. Uh, yeah, uh, good. Uh, give us an awareness. And what do we say? Spring? Is that what I, that what it was? I, I have it in my notes. Yeah. I just started like scrolling all the way up. My, my spring sounds so right because we just did you. Yeah. Uh, so spring sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and we intentionally waited till after winter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. That it's still freezing cold up here, normal. but it's not winter. Normal success. Uh, yeah, yeah. You look around. You don't see anything in the immediate area. There doesn't seem to be any of those. Uh, those wolves that you've seen stalking around sometimes you haven't seen the cold drake at all you don't see any immediate enemies around here you do notice off to the west uh like hidden beneath this this haze of of kind of gray clouds and mist and and whatnot um snow and sleet you do see that there are kind of lights like crackling uh in the sky uh but it's hard to really determine exactly what that is. Uh, but nothing in the immediate area. Like you, you have some time, not a great deal of time. I would put up a you know a tent or a what campfire. What time of there, day would it be once we emerge as well? So that is a little hard to tell, uh, as you never really see the sun within okay. Angmar. Uh, you can really just see gray all around you. But I would, I would say that Gilly probably has the wherewithal. It's evening, you think? Okay. I have a sunstone, if that'll help. I don't know if the sun... I think the sunstone it, is just... It just glows, right? It's just for light, isn't it? it? It's meant to navigate in bad weather, but it's like a translucent stone, so you can kind of see where the sun is when it's cloudy. Yeah, so you can see then... It's it's off to the west. So if you hold it up, you can see it sort of... It's not yet sud, set... Not yet in a setting position, but it's, it's nearing Got that. it, but it's going... Okay. Okay, so uh, Tara goes over to Daggett, who is pretty busted up <laughs> from from the fight, I think. Um, and you, I don't want to ask how you are. You're obviously you took a few hits. You fought very well. I'm feeling fine. I don't know what you're talking about. The swelling on your face must. I I must be misunderstanding what that means. You must be. I feel <laughs> fine. And I start like wiping some blood off my armor and and uh Tara gives him a, a slap on the shoulder. Maybe she's just oh, too hard. Wow. <laughs> just, 
mostly yes, as as a joke. I think, yeah, no, you you seem fine. Um, <laughs> and, were you wounded? That's it. I was not wounded. I went down to uh, zero endurance, and, and then came back, back up to one. to one. Was anyone wounded? I don't think so. I think okay, there was an endurance loss all around. Yeah. Okay. Orineal will help up the elves and make sure that they're kind of all situated. And she'll kind of look to see if anyone is going over to Balavan and it doesn't look like anyone is. The other elves are. Like, you can definitely see that that these are all his friends. Like, uh, Andrum yeah. and you know, some of the others remember that there are other elves. We haven't named every single one of them, but they're all there. And even though they're disoriented, you can tell that, that like you can probably overhear some conversation between them. You hear like phrases like they're talking like as if a, as if a cloud has lifted in some ways, like the, there's a clarity that they have regained in some ways. There's still, still an absence. Uh, there's a, um, there are gaps. You can tell that they are a few times, like you can see them reaching out, touching the ground, touching the rock, touching each other physically, just to kind of re, you know, reassure themselves uh, that they are where they're at. You hear them kind of next to Balavan, who is face just far away. He is, he is, he has to be reminded to stand up. He has to be reminded to step. He is just as as depleted as can be. And you hear Andrim speaking. It's like his his face has been called to the hall of halls of Mandos, the halls of awaiting. You will be judged. Our friend is a complicated man, but I believe he was a good one. And you can see that as he says that, like he's got a hand on Balavan's shoulder and like Balavan doesn't even reach up. He just sits there and stares. Um, but the rest of the elves are kind of carefully, like they're carefully taking care of the body. You would know as a ranger, and I would say uh, probably everyone here would know, honestly, Gilly's a, a lore master. Floyd and Daggett have been around a little while. Like, the ways in which that elves view the body and death, like, like it's two separate things, right? There's the body and there's the spirit. There's the fear, there's hra, and the body here is it's not sore and dear so much anymore as his spirit is is off. Still, one thing you would notice, Arinial, is that even in this state, like, there's no decay. Like, it doesn't look like Soren Deer's body has suffered any kind of natural decay that a, that a dead body might have. Like, he looks sickly. He looks as if he's been mistreated uh, for, for a while. But it doesn't look as though that he's on the verge of, of causing any greater issues. Uh, and he also seems very, very light. Gather yourselves. We're heading back to base. You can see Andrim kind of gets up and and he kind of swirls his head a little bit, kind of like someone if you stand up a little too fast sometimes and he kind of has that moment, but he quickly steadies himself and then motions for the rest of the elves to do so. And you can see a few of them, two of them 
are taking they're taking ownership and care of Sorendir at that point. Like they're lifting him up, they're wrapping him in some extra furs. And then another one, Amdrim included, are are taking care of, of Balavan. They're like linking arms underneath his and, and pulling him up and he's it takes like extra effort to get him to start walking, but eventually he does. He's kind of, he's not saying anything at all, not even to the elves. He's just lost. So uh, Tara's gonna respectfully go and maybe take a look at at the body as well. Um, what I would like to understand is the lack of decay. Is it because it's so freaking cold here that like organic processes just don't behave the same way or is there maybe a magical reason (laughs) for tarot would know it's it's because he's an elf uh it just takes longer it takes it takes a much longer time okay Um, there's nothing nefarious about the lack of the gate yeah i don't think that would that would pop up in tara's head at this point yeah okay okay So not everyone, not saying anything then if there's yeah. nothing to make note of. Yeah. Um, so everyone stands up, Floyd, they kind of like the elves, they kind of look to you at this point. Like they at, at, with every moment passing, they do seem better. Like you can tell like it, it, it's mm-hmm. they were they were off and then they just collapsed completely. And, he, and, and since you've set foot in Angmar, they've been half a step kind of slower than an elf might be and and even back to your time when you actually went to forlon there were moments when they looked like they were like some of them looked like they didn't know where they were but here like you can all you can already see them beginning to to sort of get some of their faculties back so but they're still nonetheless looking to you uh, as you seem to be the one giving the orders and i'll just take point lead and lead us back to camp okay uh so if that's the case we are going to dip back into our our, tra- our, our Angmar travel rules that we were using. So this is going to be uh, same thing as before. The distance between Othran Gold and your staging ground uh, is going to going to be a skill endeavor. It's going to be six is the difficulty. I'm uh, I'm reducing the time limit, however, by one just to account for the fact these elves are recovering. Balavan's kind of slow, and now you're carrying a body, so. I, I don't think it's going to affect you guys too much, but uh, basically you need six successes and three and three chances before an encounter might spawn. So it just means you're moving a little more slowly is, is basically what's happening. Um, and then you guys would need, uh, so really you're looking at a couple different, a couple different skills that you can use. So Flo, if you're taking the lead, the, the, the main skills I'm looking for are athletics. If you're just sort of pushing using your raw strength and physicality, Explore if you're using more of like your uh, your wits to look for different paths and things like that to um, to navigate the terrain or stealth if you're just moving really slowly and quietly and you're not really caring about speed. So those are kind of the three skills I'm looking for. Which one okay. do you want to use? Go with the athletics then since I have four pips. Yeah, man. Give it a rip. Nice. 15 is a pass. One success. Okay. Uh, you will say that most of what you focus on Floyd is getting people back down the mountain. Uh, you author and goal is not the peak of this range. And there are definitely higher peaks in the mountain range itself as well. But you also, you all had to, for a short period of time, there was almost a sheer cliff that you had to climb it was maybe a hundred yards or so, but you still had to do it. So we'll say that 
most of what we see with Floy is just dwarven constitution strength. Uh, not so much moving with great speed, but with moving with just this unrelenting pace. Uh, and you do manage to maybe take advantage of some of the the ropes, the the pythons and things like that that you left, or uh, like in the uh, in the side of the mountain as you were climbing. And we'll say you can you you all work your way back down towards essentially the foothills, the base of this mountain. Um, nonetheless, it's not quick. And Gilly and Daggett, you were concerned with the day, the time of day, and Inkmark gets darker at night. You can tell that the sun has probably gone down in the west. It's becoming a little bit more difficult to see. Uh, you also feel the coolness of the, the air, of the temperature drop significantly as the sun goes down. Even though you're not seeing it, as it doesn't peek through the clouds enough, it being gone itself has kind of caused the nighttime. So for those that can feel cold, for those who are affected by it, you uh, you are certainly feeling it now. And I would imagine you're probably exhausted too uh, after what went down within the Authorant goal. Uh, who wants to go next here? Who do we want to pick up the next stage of this? I'd like to if that's okay. Yeah, man. I can uh, throw in a support if that's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, we'll say... Yeah, uh, uh, Daggett has a completely opposite... Uh, method of travel than Floyd. Floyd powers through, goes by brute force. Daggett isn't nearly as strong as Floyd, and he is much more methodical about the paths he chooses and uh, which way he tries to journey. So I'd like to do stealth. Okay. Uh, it's getting darker, too. You can hear the sounds of creatures in the sky, you can hear the howls of wolves and wargs in the distance. There, you are surrounded on all sides by threats. None are immediate, but you know that a slight slip might draw their attention. So, using the extra darkness, maybe that comes with the sun going down, Daggett steps forward, Tara trailing behind as well. That's a 23 got? over 15. Great success. Nice. Okay. All right. So, you manage, you slow the path, you slow, or excuse me, you slow the, the party down a bit as Floyd was moving at a fairly significant pace. Some of the climb was actually kind of difficult for the elves as they were negotiating Balavan, negotiating Sorendir's body. Uh, and by the time you got to the base of the foothills, like the sun had clearly gone down in the west and it was all darkness. And rather than camp in the cold, Daggett, you push forward. Maybe people are tired. Maybe the wounds and the exhaustion that had accrued over the course of your delve into Othran Goal is maybe contributing to the speed. But you do manage to find these small little crevices, these crannies in the rock here and there that get you out of the breeze and out of the, the cold whips and winds, the weird shadows that sometimes fly overhead, whatever they may, might be can't necessarily see all the way into some of these crannies and you do manage for a few miles to kind of push people forward. Um, at the same time, eventually those foothills flatten a little bit more and you can see that extending out in a sort of a southwesternly fashion is a more flattened area. It's still got these jagged rips in the earth every now and then. Uh, but for the most part, 
it lacks the kind of uh, the kind of protection that some of these paths that you have been using Daggett had been offering. Who would like to step up next? Uh, Arneal has been really bringing up the rear. So I'm imagining that that Balavan is probably in the back of, you know, kind of this procession of individuals and she is even behind him, just, sure. you know, really just kind of making sure that, um, you know, his speed kind of keeps up as best with everyone else. And when he lags behind that, there isn't any ability for anything to kind of come up behind him. So she is going to see that things seem to have been okay and sort of leave kind of this post in the rear to kind of take over and do an explore. So she wants to kind of see if she can, you know, kind of look ahead, see which direction we need to go, kind of plot out the path and the course. Are the foreign elves usable as allies? I would say no, they will be right now. I think mostly what they're doing is they're taking care of uh, they're taking care of Soren Deer so that you guys don't have to worry about it, and they're taking care of Balavan so you guys don't have to use it. Okay. Use it. Thank once you. you get once you get back to camp, they'll once again I think be usable. Go mm -hmm. ahead, Renil, and I will say Renil, if you wanted to use any of those audience dice, now would be a good time too, as the the clock is ticking on this one. Okay, um, I will. So I did roll a Gandhi, but as of yet, no extra sixes. Okay. So uh, I've got three in Explorer. I'm going to take the audience and roll one of them. And I still did not get an additional success. Okay. It's very dark on these jagged planes. You're pushing forward. Uh, Daggett has stepped back a little bit, catching his breath. Uh Floy as well. Maybe you guys are drinking and eating as you're going. You're kind of taking turns. Arineal, you move to the front a bit. Somebody else ventures into the back to cover the, the rear. You find yourself at one point navigating what you think might have once been a forest of some kind. You don't see these large trees left, but you see stumps, these frozen, almost petrified stumps all along the way. Uh, they had been long felled you would imagine for whatever purposes uh some of the surrounding fortresses and uh, and places within angmar might have needed them uh, but they're just kind of frozen in place they almost look like stones boulders sticking up out of the ground and there are dozens and dozens as far as the eye can see some of them are very tall some of them you almost mistake for for these these out you know outcroppings of rock and for a moment you see up ahead uh, in the sky, this dark figure, darker than the night itself, just swooping past. Uh, and you kind of slow, kind of put your hand up, let everybody wait, and you're watching. And as you're watching that go past, you don't notice as this large ursine creature has crawled up on top of one of these, one of these stumps. And before anyone is able to shout out, it leaps down onto a rineal. Uh, as uh, an ursine beast of Angmar has has been triggered and unfortunately has been triggered in kind of an ambush state. So this thing is going to leap down and it's going to get a an attack before you guys can re react. Just one, not okay. its full, not its not its full attack. Just just one one of its attacks. So it's going to leap down at Reniel because Reniel, you're out front. 
it's like I have my hand up trying to like get everyone to stop behind me and then suddenly like it's my hand is being <laughs> exactly like my hand is being attacked. Okay. Um so that's going to be a hit cuz it's going to be 21. Uh, I oh, am yeah. going to burn one of the sixes to boost my score so I can get a piercing blow on this. Uh so this is going to end up being a total of uh 6 points of damage but you're going to need to roll for injury as this thing leaps down kind of kind of with one of his this massive paw kind of knocks a renial to the side she stumbles a bit it doesn't quite fully pounce on top of her and pin her but while she's stumbling these massive jaws come snapping out in its direction and it manages to actually sink and collapse those jaws onto one of Arineal's arms. Uh, and uh, I need you to roll your injury versus 14. Oh, that's terrifying. Uh, sorry, I just, I'm having a brain fart. I'm rolling armor. Yeah, so you roll your protection roll D12 okay. plus a number of D6 is equal to whatever you have in armor. I'll just roll this in the sheet. Yeah, that's fine. That's a failure. Okay. Uh, so this thing clamps down onto Arenial's, uh, onto the Arenial's arm. And you can see this explosion, those of you that are closest to her, this explosion of blood uh, just erupt from where her, her arm has now almost being consumed by this thing. Uh, you hear a sickening crunch. I think it's safe to say the wound probably goes, we'll call it your, your off arm, of course. Uh, but you do take a wound, in fact. Um, Holy dear. Let me see. I think I have... I'm going to spend... Actually, I don't even need to do it. I could have spent a uh, hate to do an ill-favored roll, but I'm not going to do it. Um, go ahead and roll... On the, on the wound table, the wound table. Roll twice and take the worst. Okay. Uh, so six days. Eight is days the worst. is the worst. Eight days is the worst. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> that is how that works. Okay. Yes, eight days is the worst. So you all, those of you behind, it was just this. This thing somehow was just using the the frozen stump of this uh, this forest to to kind of hide itself and has leapt onto a rineal and crunch down on her now we'll actually move into proper uh proper initiative and stuff like that so you all can uh, get some get some actual fighting back so oh my goodness and a is down to five endurance yeah there was still six points on oh no <laughs> so we've got let me make sure i put everyone who's supposed to be on there oh boy out there all right all right. And you have seen these before, Erniel. You saw this in one of the crevices when you were fleeing from... Actually, when you were traversing the mountains with Ben. you saw something very similar to this in the uh, in the Blue Mountains uh, that was uh, harassing the Oathbreaker dwarves, Daggett's brother and Rollin. Uh, let's go into combat. Uh, looks like Floy, Terra, Daggett, you all are in forward stance. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. Arineal. I got one endurance. It'd be a waste not to. Absolutely. Uh, Renial, you shift into into defensive, and then Gilly, obviously, you slip back into range. I will say for this purpose, uh, you have, uh, we'll say you do have the use of your 
your elvish friends, your elvis allies. Obviously, Balavan won't be doing much, but you you could probably, I would say, two boosts between the, the rest of them. So if anybody wants to use them, two boosts per round if they can charge into the fight. Forward stance, Flory, Terra, Daggett. Who wants to go first? I charge from the back ranks. Irineal! Okay. And just take a slash toward his cheek. Go right ahead, man. Uh, they do not have like, any parry skills, so it's just flat. Grabbing her left arm as like blood is spurting out of it. Mm. She's like oh. trying to like you managed to wrench it tight free. on the wound. Yeah, it doesn't fully seize you. It because it, 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 it but it did pierce, and so you wrench it free, and you can just see your your left arm is kind of in tatters. How'd you do, Floy? You did a nice little slash for seven damage. Just great success. Just a regular success. Just a regular, just seven points of damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it roars in pain uh, as the slash comes through. It whips its head around, blood dripping, chunks of of the cloak and cloth and, and armor that Arinia was wearing uh, is kind of dripping down its chest. It, it it's certainly a bear of some kind, but it, it has this this hideous face. If you recall, there was. There are moments at times where like the faces of these creatures kind of bore almost humanistic type quality to them. And this one is no different, though the massive rows and rows of teeth uh, suggest otherwise. Uh, seven points of damage done. Floy is up there. Okay. Terra or Daggett. Also ahead, in Tara. forward sense. Uh Okay. Um, that is a 19 to hit with uh three sixes but just one on the fate day wow on the fate uh, day that should still hit knowing your strength score that should still hit you've got three sixes i would say the i mean you could use those sixes for heavy blows to increase your you said damage one's on the feet die though so i only yeah only the one on the feet day uh the oh, one on the feet die though doesn't mean she fails Oh, a one on the feet die. I'm sorry. Yeah. I thought she meant one six on the feet die. No, okay. no. I'm sorry. No. Sorry. Uh, so, so, yeah, still 19 to hit, and you got three bonus successes. So, it's still a success with three sixes to spend. So, I, I mean, heavy blow if you want to do extra damage. Uh, Yeah, please. That'll okay, so take it to 10. So you, well, you, you've got a strength of six, and so if you burn all three of those d6s, those 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 bonus successes on heavy blows, that's eighteen extra points. Oh, plus. sweet! Yes, <laughs> yes. Plus your five points of damage is a total of twenty-three points of damage. Uh, so okay, wow. please. <laughs> so as this thing turns its attention to Floy, you manage it, you manage to get up with your spear and you just thrust it right into its side you hear the sickening crunch of its bones as your spearhead manages to get in there and twist you wrench it free Hell and you can see an explosion yeah. of gore uh okay uh daggett still up i want to point out to both daggett and gilly the elves are still <laughs> usable if you wanted to use them uh actually no uh, daggett and arineal arineal still still gets to go so daggett what are you up to uh, I'm not going to use the elves because it would seem a little weird for Daggett to call on them. Um, so I will take two audience dice, though, because I do want more sixes. Okay. Totally. It would totally be weird if uh, one member of this allied company calls upon <laughs> another member of this allied company <laughs> to assist them <laughs> in the saving and protection of another <laughs> member of this allied company. Yeah, it totally makes no sense. He's been so sad with it. the elves. It would make uh, more sense for Arenio and Gilly to use them. Sure. Um, okay. So that was six <laughs> dice with the feet. Not a single six, uh, but it was a success. 
Okay. That's what you get. So uh, just my seven damage. All right. You guys are hacking away at this thing. You have not wounded it yet, though. Uh, it, it has a significant amount of endurance. You've done a lot of damage, but it has not gone down yet. Uh, it has not taken a wound. Uh, but you have now started to surround it. I'm going to say with everybody up there now, next round, if there is a next round, all of you that are in, in melee, you can take a bonus die for surround. It's a very big creature, so I wasn't necessarily giving it just for, for two or three people. But now that all four of you are up in there, uh, then we'll say you can get it on the next round. Uh, Arineal. Okay, so um, this will come into play later, but I, I almost feel like, because Minozagar can be played as one-handed or two-handed, and sure. I almost feel like it would be appropriate to play one-handed, which drops yeah. the injury rating just a little bit. Um, so it's an injury rating of 16 instead of 18, um, to, to just keep that in mind. We will uh, keep it in mind if you manage to get a piercing blow. Uh, yeah, if, away, it, if it matters. Yeah. So she is going to, you know, kind of like look at kind of all of the, the damage that's been kind of done to her hand, knowing that they still have a very long way to go and there's a lot left to do. Mm -hmm. And so she just kind of with her right hand just kind of grabs Manozagar um, and tries to see kind of what kind of just kind of a swing torque she can get since she's not kind of wielding it with both hands like she's used to doing mm -hmm. um, and seeing how she can uh, keep doing that. So I am going to... Um, roll another one all right that's a lolly and a six and another six so i've got an eight on the d12 and a lolly and a six and a six and the other one was a two so i would ignore that um i'm like zach so, alfanakis right now there's just like numbers <laughs> like just coursing around me right now so i have an eight on my feet die so I'm going to spin one of the sixes sure. to make that a piercing blow. Okay. Uh, so I'll have to roll against that 16 injury. Uh, what's the total yeah. damage as well? Give me the total damage before I, I bust out my protection dice. Uh, so with the one of the sixes, I'm going to use it uh, as extra parry. And then so it'll be just one six. So it's going to be a five plus seven, 12, 12, more 12 damage okay. piercing blow. All right. Even with all the slashing, this is a very sturdy bear, layers and layers. You're cutting through it. You can see there were already wounds on this creature of some of some variety, and you're adding a significant number on top of that, but it's still this is a beast of Angmar, and it does not go down easy. Though I will now roll its protection against you said 16. Yeah, because I, I dropped it to one handed, said. so it's 16. Yep. This creature does have thick hide, so I'm going to spend a hate then to gain extra dice on its uh, protection roll. Uh, so uh, it's going to make it, yeah. So that's going to be 29 Damn. on my protection roll with the extra. So you slash and stab kind of through. You're trying to almost get into its neck at one point. But the blade itself gets caught up. There's some bone and there's some skin, like heavy scar tissue by one of its shoulders. And you can't quite stab all the way through. You just feel the blade just suddenly stop, almost as like it's stabbing into stone. Uh, Gilly, what would you like to do? Okay, so I'm going to shoot at it. I'm going to use both sets of elves since they weren't used 
and then I'll take two audience die, Mel. Okay. Okay. There's so many die. Okay, so I have a nine. And I ignore you. You don't mean anything. You don't mean anything. Um, what's his target number to hit? Uh, no, there's no bonus parry, extra? so it's, it's just okay. against your... Yeah, it's just against yours. So I hit, and I have one bonus six. Okay, what do you want to do with it? So you will be rolling for a wound, and then that's going to be bonus damage, so eight damage total. Eight damage. Okay. And it has so much endurance that it has still not reached its endurance threshold yet. Oh my um, gosh. I will burn another point of hate uh, on this protection roll. Not as good. Especially since that's a Gandhi, so let me get rid of that one. Uh, that's an 18 on my protection roll. How's that do? Damn. My uh, is 16 for what you need to pass. Okay. So you see the arrow fly and manage to weave between some of your forward allies, and it sinks right into like the underbelly as it reaches back like it's going to sweep down again, and you catch it uh, kind of in its uh, sort of soft underbelly. But nonetheless, it still seems... Um, it still seems ready to, to rear up and go. Uh, so I'm going to take two attacks. Uh, let's see. Um, who am I going to attack? I have four choices. Uh, Tara's getting one, and Floy is getting one. Okay. Eek. Floy, you're going <laughs> to get the you're going to get the bite. Uh, that's another Gandy, but I did roll two sixes, so 17 to hit. How's that do for Floy? That hits. All right. I got a Gandhi, though, so that sucks. Uh, and then against Terra, uh, 15 against Terra. Just misses. Pair okay. 16. So Whew. it manages to, like, as it, as it drops, it's trying to sweep down with one of its arms, one of its claws. At Terra, you manage to definitely roll out of the way. But as it turns and follows, it's trying to get to Terra, but it sees Floy instead. Its massive maw opens and it clamps down on top of Floy. Floy, it's 24 points of damage. Oh, holy That's fuck. exactly my endurance, so I'll take a knockback. Take a knockback. Holy okay. shit. You feel it snap. It nearly catches your arm, much like it did for Arineal, but you manage to sort of wrench it free just before the teeth sink into it. Nonetheless, there's this huge gash on your forearm, the inside of it. Uh, as you tumble away. Top of the new round, uh, Floy, you're going to be recovering as your main action this round, but Terra, Daggett, and Rineal, what positions do you want to go into? I'm not Staying defensive. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Gilly, obviously, range still. Okay. Terra and Daggett, still forward stance. Rip it away. Daggett, Terra, go you ahead. did pretty good last time. Go ahead. All of you um, take an extra bonus die on your attacks this round, those of you that are you. in melee. Cool. Um, I'm also gonna use the elves. Um, the quicker we can drop this fucker, the better. And you see um, Anthrim running up. He's got a very slender, curved, elvish blade. He's running up behind you, Tara. You can see he's almost, like, trying to blind it. He's, like, 
sweeping the blade around in the eyes of the ursine beast. You can see some of Gilly's light is reflecting off of it. It's kind of causing this this momentary distraction, trying to give you a hand to get a better better attack. That's an extra d6. Is that That's right? An extra d6. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Mel, do you mind if I grab an audience size? Good. Okay. Mm. That takes me. To, oh, thank fuck! I took the extras because I'm worried. Uh, that's a twenty-six to hit with a one-six. Okay. Uh, uh, and a seven on the feet day. Okay. Uh, do you just want to do extra damage again? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just, just All right. Get them down. So as this thing is getting distracted by Amdrim's use of the 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 light reflecting in the blade. You managed to get right where you last stabbed it with your spear, just maybe a foot to the right, and you do it again. You hear more of the ribs crunch as the whole left flank of this beast is beginning to crumble underneath your repeated attacks. Daggett, you are uh, you are next up. Daggett, oh, man, is, how much damage did you? I'm so sorry to interrupt, Steven. It's your um, how much damage did you? Weapon 11. plus strength, so it should be eleven. Thank yeah. you, thank you. Hey, wait, is your your spears two handed? Yes. So then it would be 12, right? It'd be 12, yeah. Thank you. Daggett is digging deep here. He's exhausted from Othran Goal. It's late. He's tired. So he's just giving it everything he's got here. I'm taking one audience die. Okay. There we go. Uh, it's a one on the feet die, but I'm still hitting because I got two sixes, two fives. Yeah, easily hit. Okay. Uh, uh, so I'll just heavy blow twice. Uh, so that's going to be seven times three, twenty-one. Nice. And if it has an ability of ten or less, it's knocked back. An a an attribute level of ten or less. Attribute level, yes. Sorry, it is in fact knocked back. That is wild! Wow. As the power of the power of Block Fong seems <laughs> seems somehow even more so here, as if like you can feel. Something in this dagger. You can feel the weapon surging through you, like in, in a manner that you haven't felt before. It 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 moves quicker, hits harder, and as you slide underneath it, you create this long incision, vertical incision, just slicing through. The ba the bear rears back, back onto its two legs. It stands almost ten feet tall when it does so, and starts stumbling backwards into the stump and kind of crumbles down. Okay. Oh, yes. Daggett probably should be scared at this newfound <laughs> strength, but right now he's very thankful for it. <laughs> it's probably not ominous at all. It's probably good. <laughs> it's definitely the adrenaline, maybe. This, yeah, sentient weapons that get more powerful anymore. It's probably fun. <laughs> Renal, you see this beast is, is sort of collapsed. It's getting back up. Like you can, it's not out. It's not dead. It's just took a horrible blow, and you can see like the the animalistic nature of it. Like for a moment, it's not the monster. For a moment, it's just the creature. As it's like almost shocked at how much uh, of what just happened to it. But it's it's there's a moment for you to get a hit in before it kind of regains its footing. If you want to go ahead and do that, uh, absolutely, Arania will attempt to do that. Oh, 
Oh, that is a much worse roll than the last one. And then There's fewer one. numbers <laughs> circulating around my head now. That's, uh, wow. I actually have to mass that. Um, right at 13, 13 with a, a six. So 13 to hit? <laughs> no, 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 no. Never mind. Never mind. Because I am weary. So those don't count. So no, it's a mess. It's a miss. So maybe as you go to swing at it, it's just it's just ill-timed, right? Like there's such a brutal hit by Daggett, but just fortune for the bear at this point as your blow doesn't quite land as effectively. Gilly, yeah, the, however, the dice had to balance out the sure. <laughs> sixes last time. This one was the ones that don't count. Gilly, you see this creature as it just just sort of backed itself into this stump, and it's it, it's certainly disoriented. It looks to have suffered a wound it's one whole side is just got all these these little spear wounds that have just wrenched it free and then it's bleeding Mm -hmm. from its belly but it but as as it looks like it's lost and looks like it's it's disoriented you can see it's it's already gaining back like this great sense of anger as if it's just like pooling from the earth what do you want to do gilly um I'm going to attempt to attack it again. All right. Uh, I'm going to use the remaining elves that we have. Sure. And so you hear the very slight sound of bows being drawn beside Mm -hmm. you. And there's this small little grouping, one elf to the one side, another elf to the other. Neither of them, Balavan or Andrim, who is up there with Terra, but the three Similar of you, to when we went on scouting, because we've yeah. done this before, so we mm-hmm. kind of fall into formation, and, and you're just firing an away. Die. And it's just, and it, no one's really saying anything. It's just like this perfect rhythm of you drawing, arrow, loading, shooting, drawing, knocking, shooting, over and over and over yeah. again. Some of them hit, some of them miss. Some of them hit in significant places, others not so much. But suddenly, a rain of arrows come down on this creature. Ignore, ignore, ignore. So I do hit. Sure. Um, I have a eight on my tens die, so I want to spend one of my sixes to make it a nine to roll for wound. Gotcha. Um, and then eight damage. Okay. All right. So I'm going to use my thick hide ability again. Because why not? Uh, all right. That's a lot of threes. Three, six, nine... 17, 23, 25. So he's good on the wound, uh, but he does still take the eight points of damage. And there's now like eight, nine arrows just sticking in various places as you and the elves are now peppering it. It is stunned. You can see it goes to get up. Its leg kind of crumples, but then it has to get up again. You see its massive meaty claw grab the side of of the tree stump and scrape down it and pulls it back up. As it looks around, bleeding from so many different places, it lets out this horrific snarl again. And it charges back at you. Uh, But that's its turn, as it needed, because of the knockback from Daggett, it needed to basically regain its footing. So that's its main action. yes. We come to the new round. Uh, you all have wounded it significantly. Uh, you a couple good rolls, and you can take it out. Floyd is also back in the fight this round as well. Uh, and all nice. of you in melee take an extra die for outnumbering it, as I'm presuming you're starting to swarm. Whatever order you all want, those of you in forward stance, start ripping it. Uh, back on the 
my feet. Yeah. Okay, boy. Take some practice swings at the air while I pace towards it. Do you do the the load your <laughs> forearms and you go <laughs> charging in? God, that's the. There are many things Henry Cavill has brought into our world. I don't think there's anything better than that, though. Like, pretty good. It really is. I love him. He's, he's fantastic. But like Instead that is being the like, best. Welcome to the gun show. Welcome to the Floyd show. <laughs> it's the a dumbest thing, but I love it. I love it so much. Okay. So I'll, uh, I'll have you blow for 14 damage. Oh man. You come reach you come up, you got Kobar's cleaver. You nearly sever its head as you bury the cleaver right over the back of its head as it just flopped down and was getting ready to snarl and starts running up. You come from the flank as it knocked, you kind of took knockback and it's not even seeing you as you come up and you bury, leap up. The cleaver buries into the skin, but kind of takes you along for the ride as it doesn't quite go through that thick hide kind of keeping it from, from completely losing its head. It's still up. This is a beast, uh, but that is a good chunk of damage. So it's getting there. Uh, Tara or Daggett? As it's now uh, amongst you. Daggett, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm not taking an audience die this time, uh, but I'm still rolling six. Uh, that's not as good. Uh, it is still a success uh, with Take a bonus die 21. For okay. 21. My bonus die for what? For how many of you are For up? Outnumbered? I already did, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So just one success. Uh, seven damage. Seven points. Uh, it it's When it gets this momentum and it's coming at you, you don't necessarily have a spear. You just have, like, it, it, you have a long axe. So it's not quite the same. But you do manage to deftly slide out of its, out of its forward charge and just cut it right along the side. Uh, and it is just creatures just bleeding and bleeding and bleeding. Uh, Tara. Uh, I'm gonna take um, an audience tie, uh, Mel. Okay. To uh, try and counteract the weary. And that is a miss, unfortunately. That's a 15. Oh, no. No. You go, I mean, I, I would say it's more of a, yeah, you managed to stab it again, but you just find a chunk of its, it's, it's such a huge creature. It's hard to miss, but you, you, hit, it, you hit it in a place, you hit it in a place where the, like, you just don't feel the spear, like pierce yeah. it in a way. And so it doesn't quite yeah. get through that thick hide. I, I'd like to imagine there's like a lot of bear gristle, like kind of mm -hmm. on her face and she just. <laughs> kind of misses a little. It's just like, ah. Uh. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Arenial, protective, you're in defensive stance, uh, but yep. you can still, yep. yeah, you still head on in there. Uh, so uh, yeah, so because I'm in defensive and because I'm mm -hmm. swarming, that balances itself out. And you can always, nice. again, there are elves there for your help. If you oh, want. use the elves. I forgot to, what was it? Take take them because Keely can only take one of them. So fucking okay. weary, man. Like gotta balance those dice out. Yep. Yeah, and I, I would say Iridial like whiffed last time, and mm. so I would say the look that she gives them is this very sort of shameful, like 
I need your help. <laughs> like as she's like whiffing and missing, she sort of makes eye contact with one of them and is kind of like, oh yeah, I'm gonna need some assistance. Andrew <laughs> looks looks at you with I mean he he is impassive face, knows exactly what he's doing. He looks at your arm, he sees it, it's hanging limply, really, as you're kind of fighting mm-hmm. with one arm. Like you're mm-hmm. usually got the shield up, or usually you're using two hands, one of the two. And you watch as he almost, he just kind of grab. he runs up, he kind of grabs a tuft of fur and kind of leaps over, almost cartwheels over the top, getting the bear to kind of turn its head up and try to swipe at him, giving you an opportunity to swing at it. Okay. It is true, Three-Eyed Cat. They, they're not, they're, they're missing out on all these achievements <laughs> by using their allies. <laughs> Oh, Ashley, that's totally got to be the episode title. Remind me of that. Drop that in the in our chat. Hell yes. <laughs> this is part of this is from two olds. Could also be <laughs> could also be bear grilled us if you. If you oh, I love oh. it. <laughs> Writing that down. Uh, how'd you do, Melissa? Oh, I succeeded. But just a success. <laughs> like I need to like do. I need to chunk some stuff. Right. So like I know I'm feeling like Floyd. I'm like, oh, you know, just a success. Just, just a success. Although since I completely whiffed last time, it's a seven. Okay, and you have a, you you do have the increased range, but I think it only goes to nine for you. And since you don't, do you know any bonus successes? Yeah. Okay, so nope. total damage is what seven? Is that your strength? Uh, so total damage is the weapon damage. Oh, sorry, which weapon is damage. Five. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, five. Just right, this thing five. is this thing is slowed considerably. It looks on the verge of. It looks like a dying animal, and there is nothing more dangerous sometimes than the dying animal, Gilly. Mm. If this <laughs> thing gets another turn, it might hurt someone really, oh, really bad. God. Okay. So we turn to you, Gilly. Elves. At your side. Thanks for the pressure. Okay, Arrows so I got loaded. The life of your dwarvish all, friends. All the audience dies. <laughs> Give me two audience dice. If you let this thing go, it will kill both of the no. dwarves down there. I can't. Okay. Angmar will win. Stop. I'm spending. I've already got one of the rights. I'm going the down. The Shire. <gasps> both your just... current and ancestral home will be overrun by shadow, Gilly. Gillian. Personally responsible for the sacking of the Shire. <laughs> Him and Tolman be taken in to the depths of Karn Doom. Blessed be thy lolly die. Uh, so Amazing. Okay. Ignore, ignore, ignore. Fuck all of these twos. Uh, yep, they don't count for anything because we're all weary. Weary. Fuck weary. Okay, I still no. got. I spent so much extra for dice. So all my extra die, I can't count them. They don't mean shit to me. Yep. But I did defend. So you're rolling for a wound, and I have two sixes. What's the total? Hell damage? yes. I will. I have more hate, so I'm gonna use more hate on my my thick hide. Uh, uh, I'm gonna burn 19. for twenty one on my protection so it's, roll. It's Twelve damage. <gasps> Not gonna lie. That are you sure? Yeah. Okay. That is not enough. Fuck, yeah, I can't get any more. That's like the highest damage I ever do. This thing has two dozen arrows in it. It has holes in one side from spears. It's got, its belly is pouring out from where Daggett slashed it across uh, across the underside. 
its head has this huge chunk behind it where Floyd's cleaver nearly wrenched its head free. But in the last moment of violence, knowing that its life is at an end, as it is down to literally two endurance, it looks around. And this is when it kills us. Snarls <laughs> with this unending amount of energy, and it will attack two of you. And I'm going to roll randomly to see who it is. Come on, Tara ugly bear. <laughs> Tara gets one again. Uh, and Daggett gets one. Tara and Daggett. Okay. So, since it's going to die, uh, I am going to use some stuff. Because why not? Uh, let's see. Tara. Start with you. Oh. Oh, that's interesting. I just remembered the ability it had. Oh, oh I'm no. pretty sure you didn't. <laughs> I totally forgot something it had. Oh my. Um, okay. <laughs> Terry, you're in forward stance, right? Okay. Get an extra time. Oh. Um, not a great oh. roll, but I still yeah. think 16? 16 to my parry. It, it's it's I don't have any bonus sixes, so it's it's just six damage. There's nothing fancy to it. Just six damage. Okay. Weirdly still up. I I have no business still being up, but I am. Uh, you could knock back as well if you Oh something. sweet. You, you take That's half true. damage. Good. Um your turn. Yeah. You won't be able to attack next round though. So it's your call. No, I'm I'm not gonna do that then. Uh, 15, 17, 24, 25. You only to need hit. a 15. Have, you can stop counting. No sixes, but I did roll a 10 on the feet die. So go ahead and roll for a piercing blow uh, and take six points of endurance loss. As it's thrashing around. Yeah, I'm going to uh, take knockback on that one and still okay. go unconscious. Um, mm-hmm. I rolled a sorry I am, on yeah. the no. protection roll. I am going to say also roll that protection roll ill-favored as I will tap into its horrible strength. I so already you're... rolled a sorry, so I can't get worse than that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, are, no. you, are you... Uh, that's that's okay. awful. Isn't that 14, awful? Uh, 17, um, 20 total with a sorry. Okay. I think sorry yeah. just means I automatically fail protection, though. I don't know. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, you only automatically fail a roll if you roll a sorry when you are miserable. Miserable. So uh, what was the injury I was going for? Well, roll again, because I am using um, I'm, I'm using its horrible strength. So roll twice. I added the, the other 12. I added the other d12. Or you wanted ill-favored or you wanted two dice? Yeah, I wanted ill-favored. I wanted ill-favored so you're taking the worst. So sorry. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're good. Yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, okay. So you're not... If you're in the twenties, you're not you're you're fine. Like you're not taking yeah, an injury. I rolled twenty exactly. But you are knocked down again. So you're knocked out. Okay. So this thing is bleeding. It is I've already revealed it's at two endurance, so we don't need to go through a full round of combat. Instead, though, as Daggett falls, Terra stumbles back. We've got Arineal and Floy are still up front. We've got Gilly and the elves firing from behind. How does this, how do you finish off this creature? Because I imagine somebody will. So just describe for me how it happens. Let's be, let's be fun. Let's Floyd, be cinematic. you got this? Yeah, as it's distracted with Terraneth and Daggett, its attention is off of me, so I get a free pop swing on it. 
I just aim for its hind legs. Mm -hmm. So you bury the cleaver into its legs. You just see it immediately crumble uh, as as the massive weight of its body is not able to be withstood by these these muscles that have been ripped in half, these tendons, everything just wrenched free from the swing of cleaver. It falls. It's still kind of thrashing around, stab from Mangazar, Sword of the Spirits. We see a stab slash from Andrew. Arrows fly overhead from Gilly and the elves. And after a few extra moments, it finally, finally comes to a rest. We look around. We see Daggett is nearby, He's breathing, but he has been knocked out. You also remember there. This was a lot of noise. That bear, you know, howled and growled, mm-hmm. and you guys were shouting at one another, swinging, screaming out in pain. And you are in the middle of a very uh, dangerous trek of land. Uh, but Daggett is out. You are also kind of open, and you yeah. are not yet back to your camp. So it's the middle of the night. What do you guys want to do? I've um, got daggets. Did Let's he get out of here? He did. Mm-mm. I did not. Or it was Mel. No, he's just down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mel yeah. has the wound. Okay. Yeah. Eight days for for Mel. Keep track of that. Uh, I have an hour to roll a test on it, right? Yeah, you can reduce it if you want. If you want to do a quick one, yeah, we can do that pre leave. Yeah, first aid. Yeah, you can roll first aid, roll your healing test, and you can reduce the heal time. And I think what we may have been thinking earlier was it's the wound. If you're rolling on the wound severity and you roll a sorry, then you're dying. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. that's the bad thing. I didn't use that one. I was running out of hate at that point. I couldn't use it all. I really can only use it for one thing. I just wanted uh, to get him a wound. I didn't really care what kind. Take two days mm. off, Aurenial. Sweet. Okay, so it'll be back six. up in six. So less than a week, you will once again have full use of your arm. Um, Okay, so so we're going to then, because you essentially failed the skill endeavor, uh, and that's what triggered this um, this encounter, we restart that skill endeavor. Um, so this is going to be same thing. You guys are trying to get there. You're moving even more slowly now, though you are closer, so the time limit is going to, you, you have a better, more forgiving time limit. You've got Daggett, who's unconscious, over an hour or so, he'll come back to consciousness, but immediately you're probably just quickly trying to get out of here as fast as you can. Um, you know that you know you're not entirely sure the range of that cold drake. You're not that far away from where you last saw it. Um, you're within a half day's travel, so it could range out that far. So who's going to try to take the lead as you as you all are quickly moving away from this place. Gilly, I'll say you're tending to actually now that I think about it, Gilly, you're tending to a renewal in the process. Floyd, you're picking up Daggett. I mean it sounds like it's Terra. I yeah. think at least for uh, the first yeah. one. Yeah, can I can I do athletics? Athletics so? is perfect. Yeah. It's like getting everybody up and just awesome. moving. Rushing. Uh, getting out of there great. before absolutely. uh that is a twenty with two sixes. Oh that's a hell of a start. That's <laughs> a better start to this one. <laughs> What on I missed it so badly the last time and it got Daggett killed. Sorry, Daggett. So only a little killed. Floyd has Daggett kind of over his shoulders like he just killed a deer. 
You've got the elves are still carrying Balavan and Sorendir, moving them along. Gilly, you are kind of at Arineal's side, trying to bandage her up and treat her as Terra is just move, 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 move. And you manage to lead everyone through at high pace through the remainder of this like stump forest where all these old ancient frozen trees uh, you manage to kind of get through until you see a ridge line start to creep up a little bit and then tip down into a valley. As you're going down into that valley, you do hear the sounds of screeching, terrible distant screeching from behind. You're not sure exactly the origin of it, but it is from where you just came. And it's probably a good thing that you got out of there so quickly. Does that sound get- like that cold drink we uh, heard before? Could very well be that. God damn it. <laughs> just going to keep pounding on you guys' head just in case. Daddy, it was just passing wind on Floy's shoulders. It's no big deal. <laughs> so once Tara leads you all into this little, this little this mini valley after a ridge, you can take a breather. Everyone catches their breath. Daggett, you come back to. Arineal, the bandage is now affixed. You all are much closer. You're starting to see some familiar terrain. Even though it's very dark, uh, as it, it, I'll say at this point, we're nearing what would customarily be dawn. Uh, it's not quite there yet, but you can see Daggett on your sunstone. Like as you hold it up to the sky, there's a little bit of faint light starting to come as you hold it towards the misty mountains to the east. Who wants to take the next lead as you're trying to reach back to the camp? I think a Rineal would. Um, and it's the same. It's really just. Terra set the pace and Arineal is just keeping it up. Like we can't slow down. We've got to get there. We've got to go. We've got to go. Okay. Um, so imagining it's, it's another athletics. It's just. Yeah. So while Terra is like getting water, getting her breath back, you know, Arineal, you step up arm, not a hundred percent, but no longer not risk, risk of infection. It's bandaged. Well, it's not bleeding. It's still, still, still very painful, but you range out in front, the two of you doing what you were basically built to do, right? That's what you you two are. Uh, go ahead, Arineal. She's almost kind of using this wrapped cloth to kind of keep everyone's kind of attention up and at her. And I'm going to... All right, I need to roll one of these. Uh, well... Poop While you're counting, why are counting? Do you guys just notice two old twitches comment in chat? Yes. <laughs> there is a moment that the party was carrying two of the bodies of Steven's characters. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wow. really good at what I do, and what I do is die. <laughs> oh god, it's really funny because you're like I die all the time, and then I'm like, hey, here's this magical item. No, I'm gonna give it away. Like here are these NPCs that you can use to help you. No, nah, I don't really, I don't really want to help. I don't want, I want their help. Oh crap, I'm dead again. Hmm, that's interesting. I feel <laughs> like we're seeing some logical I connections. Like here risky. For the I like to play it risky. <laughs> you like to play it risky. Uh, no, can I get like five of those dice to get an ill <laughs> <the> favorite? <laughs> I don't want the audience to feel like we don't appreciate oh, that. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Oh, oh my god. So I rolled a 10 and a sorry, which since I'm rolling in at favor, means that I'm taking the 10 instead of the Sauron. Yep, if you're rolling in a favor. 
Yeah. So that puts me at a uh, 15 over 13. So I passed the uh, athletics with no additional success. No additional. Hey, you know, it's still progress. It's still progress. I mean, again, it's dangerous, Drews. I'm trying to make Angmar feel dangerous as you're traversing, it especially since it's more populated oh, yeah. Yeah. than when you were last here. You can tell there is an increase in patrols and creatures and orcs and trolls, everything kind of moving about. Like, it's definitely a more active place. The idea, the very title of this campaign, The Waking of Angmar, is it's, it's, it's coming back to what it once was. You push further. It's hard. It's nighttime. It's very dark. Another couple of hours pass. At a certain point, Daggett, you hold the sunstone up and you can see that morning has come. The gray clouds above aren't so so charcoal anymore. They're more kind of a middling gray. The, the cold winds that were so prevalent at night are a little bit more bearable in the morning. And you kind of get closer. Again, you're seeing familiar terrain. Bearable. Anybody? Bearable. Get it? Okay. Um, who wants to try to take, who takes this, hopefully the last leg, you need two more successes, uh, as Uh, you're trying to figure out the best path forward. You're seeing these jagged shifts in the rock and the terrain that look familiar. It's not, not like the breathing would attempt at this point. She'll do a stealth roll, like try and not drag as much attention just in case there are patrols since it is more morning. And in case you're being followed, you're trying to hide where your camp is for sure. Yeah, go right ahead, Gilly. That sounds good. Everyone, I would imagine, is exhausted. You guys haven't slept. Yeah. So you climbed a mountain. I get (laughs) You climbed a mountain. Can I have two Daimo? Descended into Othrangol, had horrific fights, climbed back down a mountain, haven't slept, fought this giant bear, went through emotional trauma of some of you, for some of you, losing an old friend. Hands are here. So I would imagine you're in. Oh, here we go. You don't. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you you just set the roll up beforehand. That's all you do. You no. think I don't know the tricks? I do the same thing in Forbidden Lands all the time. Come on. <laughs> How'd you do, Ashley? I believe. Extraordinary. You. All right. Look at it, Gilly. <laughs> you slow everyone down now that it's a little bit brighter. And you start weaving through some of these these ridge lines until you see a very familiar sight. This kind of crooked tree, kind of off on its side, no vegetation on it, just these gnarled hands that you know is sort of the signifier of it. You move over top of this ridge line. You look back. You carefully kind of cover up some of your tracks, kind of point people down this little, almost like a goat path, really. And then you. You can smell it before you can see it. You can smell smoke, fire, and then you hear a small crunch and you see standing behind you, Gilly, with a smile, but a very grim one on his face. You're not sure if it's Elro here or Elodin, but it's one of the elves of Rivendell. Mm-hmm. And you hear one of them, whichever one it is, you are very quiet, Miss Kettlegrass. I did not hear you until you were very close indeed. It's good to see you. It's good to see you as well. We're There's... exhausted. Come. How have things been? Well, there are some stories to tell. And he looks over your shoulder in the direction of where everybody else is coming down the ridgeline as well. 
he sees mm-hmm. the elves. He sees the body of Sorendir. You see his face, that little that little flicker of a smile, completely gone. And mm-hmm. you see it's replaced by this sudden sadness as his eyes kind of droop. He gives that Legolas look. They see you have stories to tell as well. Come. And you all have once again reached camp. You can see spread out before you, hidden in this little this little hollow is the entirety of your forces to some degree. But before we get into that, let's actually do the mechanical role. And so we can see who is actually there and what condition they are in uh, as we have a couple roles to do. So um, who wants to do them? I have, there's three roles that we need to make and uh, I want you all to make them. We'll do it in the system. Uh, so you can just add them into the, uh, you know, add up in the system is fine. Uh, let me switch some stuff. Yeah, we want that one. Okay. Uh, so who wants to roll for, who do I got up first? Who wants to roll for the Oathbreaker? Oh no, let's do that one. Yeah, we can do that now. Oathbreakers and Rangers. You sent them to scout Moramin Taras. Moramin Taras was the, as far as you know, the, the home base of the Rudauer Hill folk that's now being led by Braddock, this kind of cruel, uh, cruel leader who has taken over after the death of Lottie. Uh, who would like to roll for that? I feel like Stephen should roll for that. No, I feel like Reniel in the Rangers. <laughs> I'm well, not taking if, credit for them dying. If no one else, <laughs> it's a zero and that's a fail. So, okay, what's the roll? Uh, unless you're rolling 1d12 and 4d6s. So 1d12 plus 4d6. And you just, all you need to do is hit a 15. Easy peasy. Hell yes. Easy peasy. Oh, I see she's rolling physically. Look at her. I said we're <laughs> in the system and she's rolling. Oh, physically. sorry. Not Didn't fine. we pay uh, sorry. to give them favored so she can roll? Yeah, I was about to ask that. Um, uh, I'm good. Yeah, it's, yeah, you can roll a favored. Yeah, good call. Uh, it's okay. So 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Okay. Um, I'll roll it favored. Still 22. As you're coming down the ridge, you look up and you can see that there are, you see the familiar face and visage, the clothing of Lady Arasil and her various uh, her various rangers you see that they are actually at camp with some of the oathbreaker dwarves you see rollin the leader you see snagit daggett's brother they are all there they look a little harried much like yourselves but you start doing some quick counting and they all seem to actually be there a little sigh of relief maybe comes daggett you can see when snagit sees you coming down he stands up he gives you and gives you like a big wave and he motions to what looks like a, a rock sitting next to him. We have food, brother. And well, they, they call this ale, but it's better than nothing. Daggett will uh, slowly start shuffling over there. Uh, he's still pretty tired. Then we've got the Rivendell elves, uh, Elro here and Elodin. Uh, that was, I need somebody to roll 1d12. Uh, I, 
I don't have an asterisk by this one, so I don't know if you guys paid. I have asterisk by the other two, so I don't know if you guys paid for favorite on this one. So one d twelve for the extra die. One d twelve plus three d six. So who wants to roll just for the defensive camp? Uh, I'll roll. Give it a rip. Target number of twelve. Everyone, they don't even listen to me. I say rolling system, and everyone just rolls. Oh, no, it's fine. I'll, I'll, do do it. I'll do it. No, no, no. I'm good. fine. It's fine. <laughs> Sorry, I was uh, mm. gifting seven chat, and I missed that. Uh, so here's my D twelve. Uh oh, that's not good. A four to start. <sighs> oh shit. And, uh, oh no! Uh, why is it trying showing up on my name for some reason? But I'm not I know. rolling She's the wrong thing. Okay, just just the target ones. number was twelve. You rolled a ten. Yeah. In total, and so as you start coming down this ridge line, you you as you were talking to one of the two, uh, mm-hmm. Gilly, you you hear him, my brother Eladin. He's quite injured. There was a there was a group of trolls led by some strange orc that were passing by. They, they did not discover the camp, but they did discover my brother. And he took a terrible wound. I am fearful that he will not be aiding us in the foreseeable future. But is, is he stable? He is stable. Some of my Mother's knowledge of healing is passed down. Curador, he too suffered grave injury. Cannot lift his sword. However, I ensured that they would not discover our camp, and I led them astray. They were fierce, these trolls. Fierce, fiercer than I'd ever seen Scott. More so than some I've encountered down in the troll shores. But they seem They've to be native to this place. They've been experimenting on them. Perhaps so. I think it more they they are familiar with the ice. Mm. I think they might be snow trolls from the forward wave. But they are being led by a cruel and pale orc with a long whip that seemed to just push them forward and forward. And for some reason, they, the trolls, their spirits broken perhaps, or this, their dull-wittedness seem to have given over to the machinations of this creature. They, did you did you catch an was it a named orc? We did not converse, Miss Kettlegrass. Sometimes they shout I I understand, but I thank you for keeping our base safe. It's not common they shout their names. No, it's not, I'm sorry. However, I led them astray. I followed them as long as I could. I did notice, however, very curiously, that once they gave up the chase and they started to venture back northwestward, they did not seem to go towards the, the tower, Kelikdor. That seemed to be the most direct route to Kondum. They ventured more northward. The mountains themselves, just an inefficient path. Orcs might not be most intelligent of creatures, but this one was shrewd. I do not think it would risk these trolls going against it in difficult terrain. 
I wonder if there's perhaps somewhere north of here that they are taking them some other location of interest to our enemy. So become an additional concern. Yes. So what this means is that next round, um, you got you failed with your Rivendell L's. Uh, mm-hmm. so that's a fail. Um, so I got the rules up here. Remember where are they? Angmar rules. Um, oh wait, that's travel. Hang on, where do they go? Where are my rules? I am also NPC looking. allies. Okay, so basically, if the roll does not meet the target number, the f- task fails. You get no benefit, uh, but there's no casualties, so no one died. They just kind of got injured or additional complications. So there is the potential that they might know this location. They didn't necessarily find the camp, but they certainly found and know that there are elves at the very least within Angmar, which, mm-hmm. and then the, then the enemy got away. This orc, these trolls, they got away. And so they're aware at the very least that there are elves, at least in this area. Uh, so whatever that might mean. And then finally, uh, who would like to do for the difficult one? Uh, you all sent the Dunland dwarves. So that's Thorvum and Thebe and the Tharbad wardens. So that's Thar now. Uh, you sent them to sabotage, not just scout, but sabotage Mount Gram. Uh, you gave, uh, they're going to get, you're going to roll a D12 twice, so you're going to roll favored. Five D6s versus target number of 18. Okay. Yo, turn- I roll so badly. Someone else, please right. roll. <laughs> long, you got to do the honors. Yeah. Return to camp. Do it, do it long. Getting for the dwarves in the okay. car bed. Looking for Thorvin well, and Dewey, yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Looking for Titus as well. Oh, my God, amazing. <laughs> If you die, 5d6. Am I a terrible person that I'm kind of rooting for like a disaster of a roll? Is that, is that wrong? Oh, no. <laughs> kind of rooting oh. for that. Just the bodies be... of everyone you guys like. Thorvum, dead body. Thebe, dead body. It's a Gandhi. Titan. Great success. It's 18 meets Gandhi. it. Gandhi. Okay. Yes. Wow. Look at, look at this guy. Amazing. Okay. Flo, I'm so glad. Flo, I'm so glad. Long rolled. <laughs> Long is so reliable. (laughs) You do, in fact, see uh, Thorvum and Thebe and all of the other dwarves, the crafter dwarves from the Dunlands, um, not Blue Mountain dwarves, but you've met them. You become friends with them. You also see them kind of huddle around the small. They seem to have bonded a bit with those from Tharbad. You can see the the familiar, uh, the familiar uh, Tharbad wardens and their kind of almost bandit-like attire. Tharnow, helmet off, hair uh, is a little bit oily and wet, but you can see he is nonetheless unharmed. Uh, you can also see Titus is uh, is cooking away over top of a pot and a stew. And they look up, and you can see Thebe's eyes grow wide, Thorvum's eyes as well. And they're like, Cousin! Oh, it is good to see you. Oh, goodness, you look terrible. Oh, you're back before us, and you seem well. <laughs> Just a few goblins. Not a problem for us at all. And they all kind of laugh uh, as they, it's like there's like some sort of inside joke as they start kind of uh, kind of looking at one another. And even like, even the, the, the wardens from Tharp, and these are people who like, 
not that long ago were almost at odds, like Tharnow and Thorvim, Phoebe, but suddenly like circumstances and they're laughing now and sharing ta- and you, no wounds. Everyone seems to be in great condition. So great. You just hear, <laughs> you hear Tharnow just call out, oh, Master Floyd, they were, they were just goblins after all. They fancied themselves um, engineers and architects built a city within a mountain. <laughs> All you need to do is just pull out one of the legs and it all comes crumbling down. And they all kind of laugh at that here and there. Um, and uh, they're kind of very, very excited. Tharnell kind of spies over. Is, is Lady Terraneth with you? He's kind of like looking around here and there, like almost sheepishly, like almost embarrassed to ask. Uh, yes, she's around. Uh pleases me to hear it we have um we have news to report as well master floy we um we not only managed to put a wrench into the plans of uh, this uh, <laughs> this self-styled master of goblins calls himself fogel we managed to capture a few of the outriders uh they gave up the name I'm not sure if we've managed to kill them, but we did destroy a significant chunk of its uh, of its city, and many of them crumbled beneath the wreck. But those outriders, we discovered another place, uh, slightly north of of, of, of Mount Grom itself, um, the ruins of some some old fortress. One of the elves called it Dolgoeth, whatever that means. But it seems as though that that is where they are training most of their beasts. We saw a significant number of these white wolves and bears of hideous nature. I've heard of bears. I've, I've, I've read tales of them. We have not any of them near Tharbad, of course. But um, we, heard, we heard some from some of the, the testimony of those we interrogated that that is where they are doing the training of beast, where they are getting this beast from, I'm not entirely sure. And at once, and you can see his face kind of goes a little, little pale. And at one point we saw another creature. I swear, it was a dragon, Master Floyd. Wide wings. Uh, me- almost metallic scales, eyes, large and icy. I, I don't know if they were trying to control it, but it fed on a few of those creatures that they had penned up within the ruins. I think one of ours thought too. Well, it did not it did not see us. We managed to get in and out quite uh, quite quickly. These these dwarves, I'll tell you, they uh, master craftsmen. They might be, but they are <laughs> they can take things apart and do so quietly just as well as they can put things together. And you hear just like all of them just like, yeah, yeah. And like, they all kind of like raise these, these, these glasses. But then like Phoebe is like, quiet, you idiots. We're hiding here. What's wrong with you? And there we go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very quietly. So. I knew I could trust you with this. I'm going to hear from the others. Of course, of course. So all of you, um, you start, mingling back together lady Aris still comes to greet a few of you and you can see some of the other 
other leaders from the different groups. Um, Elro here coming and kind of talking around. Elodin is is okay. He's like limping and Curador, the other elves from Rivendell are kind of moving. Many of the elves now, both the Rivendell elves and the Forlorn elves are kind of coming together. They're talking a bit. They're they're looking at Balavan. They seem very concerned. There's less, strangely enough, there's less concern about Sorendir at this point. Uh, and there's a little bit more concern at this uh, right now about Balavan as he just seems like wasting. And like you hear that word like fading and wasting and, and, and all those types of uh, uh, those verbs. You uh, notice that Lady Aracel and some of the, the Tharabad wardens are talking here and there and the rangers. And you hear when they approach, we'll say, you know, Arineal and Terra and Daggett and Daggett, when you sit, you talk to Snagit as well. They'll tell you, we ventured to, um, we ventured to, to Moramin Terras. This is like Snagit talking and he, uh, they've got an army, all right. An army, hill folk, they call it. Uh, tall, very tall, taller than you. Kind of nods at Arineal, taller than you, Terra, almost as tall as that, uh, that fellow over there cooking with the folks from Tharbad. All oh, very large. Whatever they feed these folk here, they are much bigger than the Brelanders that we normally encounter. Anyhow, the castle, more I mean, it is, um, it sits atop a, a rocky edifice. Overlooks this, uh, short cliff. Very difficult to access. There is a single ramp up until the, the castle itself. It certainly seems that they have uh, been affecting repairs. They are humans, though, brother, so I doubt their repairs are as effective as those of a dwarf. And at one point, as we were keeping ourselves hidden, we saw a host of orcs approach the castle. Goblins, on wargs, a troll or two being carried around, dragged, it seems, by a chain. Now, the hill folk, they seem to be allies. They do. But this Braddock fellow, he would not let them in the castle. So there are limits, it seems. However, he did lead a, a small group outside the walls. There was a meeting of sorts. Um, this Braddock rode atop a great ursine beast. And he kind of looks at the rest of the Oathbreakers, much like the one we buried in the shaft within our home. He seemed to ride it and listen to his commands. He had others with him. They rode horses, thick horses, but there's um, a conversation, a treat of some kind. We could not get too close to hear it, but there was great agitation. We could read their body language at least. And after some time, the meeting ended, the orcs never setting foot inside the castle, and then they left. The host was perhaps a hundred strong. Mostly orcs. Braddock's forces, harder to get a number of. They stayed within the walls mostly, and they guard it well, round the clock. 
morning, night, day. There's always a group of people, various watch points across the towers of the castle itself. However, we do think... And he kind of looks at some of the dwarves and he looks at some of the rangers and Lady Aerosol's kind of like shaking her head. Some of us think. He just kind of like rolls past it. We do think we might have found a way inside. Up that, up that cliff. About, oh, a hundred yards. We saw a cave, a ledge. We think perhaps there might be catacombs or dungeons of some kind beneath the castle. It's possible we were able to climb that cliff. And Lady Eros was like, it's a vertical climb. Two of the watchtowers would be able to see us for the entirety of that climb. And although their, their bows and arrows would be a difficult shot, it would not be an impossible one if they are half the archers that my rangers are. And I would think that they are very least half. So while yes, it might get us into the keep, the question is whether we can reach it without being obliterated by their archers. And you can see there's a little bit, there's less like, like, like there's definitely disagreement over like what they saw, but that's essentially what they tell you, Daggett and Tara and Ari and whoever else is sitting at that group. If there's no love lost between these two hosts, perhaps we could turn them against each other. Brother, did you see any foraging parties, any patrols that would ever leave the castle? Indeed, yes, they did. Most ventured southward. It seems as though the game is not as um, abundant in the Nangmar. But they would be gone for a few days and return. And you guys have, will say like the... This whole thing has probably taken like maybe a week's worth of time between travel there, venturing into the into into Othran Gold. We don't have to get too precise with the dates, but they were gone for a one night, perhaps two. They returned uh, with several kills, and there are smaller groups that leave. There is a stream at the base of the castle; it falls over the side, creates a very slender waterfall. So we did see, yes. I'll need some time to formulate a plan, but I believe I have something. Perhaps we could use them against each other and weaken them both at the same time. I'll need to speak to a few of the captains here and find consensus, of course. As you wish, brother. We are at your disposal. You did good work. Thank you. You look... Well, I've seen you in better condition. You look as though a dog has used you as a chew toy. You're not far off, but I have also been in worse condition, so I can't complain too much. Hmm. Well, get some food in you and let us prepare next steps. So, what we see then... No significant casualties, uh, meaning like your your factions are still functional. Uh, your Rivendell elves took some wounds, but were they might have given up the location of the camp. It's hard to tell, uh, but they at the very least 
you guys are still here. No one's coming, but but they did at least reveal themselves. So there are some scouting parties or whatever that know that elves are, are at least afoot in uh, in Angmar. Uh, you all were successful. Everybody was was who you sent on like scouting trips. So what I'm going to open up for you is one of the things that uh, the Tharbad and Dunland Dwarves mentioned. You guys did discover a new location uh, as part of what they did. The ruins of Dolgueth, uh, which is off to the east, uh, which I'm opening up on your map now. Uh, and, yes. And you did hear from... Um, from El Rohir, that due north from the base, it seemed that's where the troll driver, which you all, those of you, Floy, Gilly, and Erenil, you all would, once you hear the description, a pale, lithe orc driving with a whip all of these trolls, that was one of Rotag's lieutenants when you first ventured here. Mm-hmm. But there there seems to be the potential for something north in the mountains. Uh, otherwise, it makes no sense for the for them to go in that direction. So because if they were going to Othrangul, there is a much simpler and more direct path. If they were going to Kelekdur, the tower, or even Karndum itself, again, simpler paths. But they did not take the simple path. They were moving in the in the sort of the foothills north. You don't necessarily know what it is, but you do know there might be something more to the north. So I'll turn it over to you guys. Um, you guys have time. You can you can do some RP. You can do some some strategy. Kind of talk amongst yourselves. Talk amongst the NPCs and try to figure out like what's what's the next steps here. I've got an idea. I don't think our Tharbad friends will go for it, but I think Terraneth could possibly convince Tharnow. Uh, we could ambush some of the hillfolk patrols and take their clothing and equipment and dress some of our uh, very muscular Tharbad men in it. I know they wouldn't appreciate that. But uh, and then they could go and ambush some orcs and uh, foment some trouble. That could be really cool. If Terra could convince Tharnow to go for it. I Do think appreciate we should, the deception. <laughs> we we should definitely definitely ask. Um, uh, before that, though, I had a like a more mechanic question. Is the wound kind of stuff that that uh, El Ruhir is um, or the Rivendells are connecting with? Like, is that something Gilly can? Uh, can can do something about? Sure. Yeah. Uh, you can tend. You can tend to them. Uh, they're not wounds in the sense where they're life threatening, but they're they're much like a renewals, basically, where like they took a wound and it's just going to kind of slow them down a bit, that kind of thing. But it's not going yeah. to be something that's going to kill them. But yeah, you're welcome to do that. Which that's definitely something Gilly would have done once all the gil- elves like congregated together. Uh, with with regard to uh. Do we want to resolve that with rules first, or do we want to, like... I think we're all just doing our initial, you know, what do we do when everybody's first together, so... Yeah, none of this has to be, like, any particular order. Like, we could say... We we can be really loose with this this time at camp, like, basically, before you guys... Okay. Once you guys leave, we'll start tracking... But right now at camp, we can do this whenever order you want. Okay. 
Uh, because uh, what what I would like, like from an RP perspective, is actually that Tara has been very pointedly avoiding Tharnal for a little while, and um, when Daggett kind of broaches this with her and says that oh, we should uh, we should talk to the Tharnal folks, you know, maybe Tharno at this, like she looks like very uncomfortable. <laughs> And, and like, when I'm with the group saying we should talk to them, I'm looking Tara directly in the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> no subtlety there. Uh, yeah, no, we can we can talk to them. That, that's fine. I'll I'll talk to them. Oh, good, it's settled then. Will but, you go now? Uh, uh sure. <laughs> it's like loops an arm, drags. <laughs> <laughs> I give her a little shove out of the circle. And yeah, no, that terror has been just very not discreetly avoiding that and he's probably even noticed uh at this point. But I think she sort of uncomfortably will will go to him. I've forgotten the name. Um uh, Stephen, they you just mentioned where the hill folk are. Like, what was that location? Moramin Taras. Moramin Taras. Moramin. Yeah. And that's where the hill folk are. Yeah. And the yeah. orcs that they met with, we think they're from Mount Grom or Kelektor. Uh, that. Know? Was probably something they're not sure of. They definitely weren't from Mount Grom. Uh, that that would be a relatively long distance. So it makes sense that they're either Karn Doom or Kelikdor. Did did they say that they saw trolls with them as well? They did see. Uh, they they did say that there was at least one troll uh, being led. You know, as as usual, like a like a siege weapon or something. So we could only one troll makes me think that it could be either faction or they may be controlled by the same people. If there were multiple trolls, I would think they came from the ruins. Yeah. Either way, we'll need to figure out. We'll need to send a, a group to attack a patrol. And while we do that, we can send other groups to recon to try and figure out which orcs are not. Are likely to attack back. I believe we also decided when we were making our first attempts that we would not send anyone to Kalikdor. So we are still without any information as to the right. goings on there. Very true. Right. Right. We are finding ourselves increasingly surrounded. It would be good to keep several of them busy with each other so that we can focus on other tasks. I do agree with the wisdom there. Arrhenial looks around to see if Tara has left. Uh, Tara, Tara is, is kind of hemming and hawing, but uh, once she realizes that she can't put it off anymore, she will get up and go. We close the gap in the circle, so she's just like a couple steps behind <laughs> us now. Uh, she'll, she'll go find uh, Tharno. 
who is sitting down amongst his, his, his wardens and some of the dwarves, the Dunland dwarves. He quickly gets up. You even hear Tara and you probably notice like a, a couple of the like the, the dwarves and the other Tharbed folks are like <clears throat> and like Tharbed like kind of or Thar now looks over towards you and he quickly gets up. Everyone kind of knows what's going on. And you see suddenly everybody there is conversing with one another. They kind of turn and they're kind of talking to each other. Everyone's kind of looking in different directions. <laughs> Uh, Except for Titus, who's like, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on? <laughs> and then Tharnow gets up and comes over to you. Uh, and he's like, I'm pleased to see that you are right, Lady Tarnith. Uh, yes. The, um, and, and she looks very uncomfortable. <laughs> like, uh, there's some planning that I, I wanted to speak with, with you about. Um, of course. Is, is is there somewhere we can have a discussion? Uh, 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 yes. Uh, and he kind of leads you away. It's a very tight camp, but you guys find like a little nook uh, near one of like this outcropping of rocks. So you're kind of like hidden around next to it out of out of earshot of everybody. Uh Seeing, seeing that there is no privacy tears even more out of and uh and she's like uh and just lots of hemming and hawing and, and visible discomfort and uh shall I fetch uh, Miss Kettlegrass are you well? No no I'm I'm this is fine. This That's is the fine. last person here wants to turn her down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, hmm. Daggett mentioned something very interesting. Uh, it will require you and your men to behave in a way that perhaps it may not be something you are used to, but if your subterfuge in yourself uh, in this last attempt was any indication of what you were capable of, you will probably be able to do this without difficulty. But Daggett had the very excellent idea that you and your men might be able to infiltrate uh, the hill folk at Mormin Talas uh, and if you are able to get their ar armor and their weaponry and perhaps some of their clothing even you might be able to pose as them and cause some damage from the inside you can see as he starts to like scratch what is like he's got a little beard that's starting now you know, because like, it's, you know, people haven't really had. So he's kind of starting to scratch a little bit. And he was, you see his eyebrows kind of, you know, Master Daggett is a very uh, shrewd captain. He, yes. um, it is interesting. He has shown a surprising amount of strategy for a man who walked into a warden-controlled bar and picked a fight with wardens. He has a curious way about him. But no, this sounds like a very fascinating plan. Dangerous, of course. But if it is your wish, 
We will see it done. It, it, it is not my wish. It is just a very good plan. If it would, if it everybody would help thinks is a wonderful idea, it will help the company. And then we will see it done. Tharbad will see it done. That is excellent. And, and this should have nothing to do with any kind of special dispensation or anything like that. <laughs> and, and she doesn't he quite know almost looks what like to say and turns completely red. <laughs> he, almost, he almost looks like a touch, like, offended at her. Of, of course. Of course not, Lady Tara. We are part of the company. We understand our role. Master Daggett is a skilled is a skilled captain and apparently tactician. We understand when we accepted this venture that this would be dangerous. We accept it. She kind again. of breathed a sigh of relief at that and uh uh I'm sorry, Tharno. I I uh, I have been avoiding you, and it is uh, it is because I have seen something I did not expect to see, and I I am concerned it might happen again. Uh, what did but, you see? <laughs> Perhaps I can tell you later, but for now, I think I just need you to make me a promise. I will. I will try, but what is it you wish me to promise? If something happens to me, um, and... Nothing, nothing is going to happen to you. I have seen, I have seen those that you travel with. They are quite fearsome. Something happened to Sorendir anyway. But if something were to happen to me, it needs... You need to not go looking. He looks, I, he looks very confused. He's Sorendir. Yes, the elf. I have, I have heard. It sounds very tragic. Heartbreaking. Um, if something should befall you, Lady Terra, and I do not believe it will, but if something should befall you, then I shall mourn you. I shall tell tales of your bravery and your beauty. And I shall live a life with a broken heart. But... I will do nothing reckless and nothing that would injure the possible success of our venture here. Uh, not knowing what to say, Tara takes his hand um, and sort of steps closer to him. I, I thought Sorrentier was simply an ally in arms to Balavan, but I do not think that 
is the case. I think there was more. And Balavan, I cannot have you. What has happened to Balavan cannot happen to you because of me. He gets fairly bold for a moment as you step closer and he kind of reaches his other hand up and he kind of removes something from your hair or like some piece of tuft of, and he gets kind of, and he will say, it's kind of you to worry about me. But rest is should. We will succeed here, and these are all worries that many years from now we will look back and realize were needless. Thank you for listening to me. So we'll, we'll kind of fade out as like the two of them are hidden behind the, that rock still. No one knows what happens behind there. As we fade out from there to the rest of the camp. Sometime later, obviously, you know, you'll you'll hear Daggett and Floyd and whatever about like their willingness to do this this task if that's the desire of the of the group. But what's what is everybody else doing? Anybody have any scenes or ideas or strategy, anything like that? Doesn't matter, whatever you want, whether it's in character, out of character, I don't I don't really care which way. Oh, so we take a couple of groups here, we'll move these guys there. I'll tear Nazi back. <laughs> just so subtle oh, i love that i love it so much but i'm pretty much just plotting the next course of action okay uh okay so we've got uh, so you still got your allies, don't forget. So the allies that you, you get to task, uh, you ha- and plus yourselves. So mm-hmm. I, what do you guys want to do next? Uh, so you've got your rangers, you've got the four lawned elves, uh, minus Balavan, uh, who will remain behind with whoever you leave back if you decide to leave back, or they could just take him and, and deal with him. Uh, the Rivendell elves, the Dunland dwarves, the Oathbreaker dwarves, and the Tharbad wardens, those are who you have to assign. You have yourselves to assign. You've You've heard, you've discovered that they're the ruins of Dol Gu'eth, where it seems as though many of these, these wargs for warg riders and, and beasts are signed v, beasts for beast riders are off to the east. You've heard of a new, of a potential, of a theorized spot in the mountains to the north, east of Karndum, northwest of Othringol, uh, where you saw some of those trolls heading off to, but you don't necessarily know for sure what's up there. You've got Kelik Dor, the tower, the kind of watchtower that guards the path to the tundra that leads to Karn Doom that hasn't been scouted. Uh, Othran Gull, you're pretty sure you have finished. Uh, Mount Graham, you succeeded in sabotaging. So whatever goblins might have survived, they are significantly lessened. So I would say just for the sake of, of checklists, Othran Gull and Mount Graham feel fairly like, like you've you you probably would feel fairly confident you've you've done your your business there, but you have these sort of four other locations and Karn Doom itself as well. So what do you all want to do, and what do you want your allies to do? My basic thoughts is now we have six groups of allies. We could divide them into three groups. So they're 
always paired with someone to give them better chances. I love that. And then that. we can go our own way and have four different locations uh, attacked at once. What do we need to do mechanically to get our endurance up during this uh, time you'll as get well rest. to be so able to do, do that? Yeah, so you'll you'll get rest. So you're basically, okay. you'll be able to do prolonged rests now that you're back at camp. Uh, so okay. if you do prolonged rests, and you can do that as for as many days as you guys want to commit to that. Uh, so how many days would you guys want to commit to resting here before you head back out? Let's put it that way. Because uh, so Ari, what's your wound at? Eight days at all? It's six, it's six days, so I, I will be low on endurance because you can't recover um, more oh, than like, yeah. the I would say small amount of endurance until the wound is gone. You mm. can take it to five for the travel back. You can take it down to five since like it was sort okay. of before dawn. Like You guys fought the bear in the middle of the night, and then at this point, it's, much li- it's late in the day on the following day. So you can take it down to five. <laughs> Awesome. Um, yeah, so we'll I, I really like that. Steven's idea. Like, I think that's that's an awesome way to approach it. Like, pairs of two, and and we mm-hmm. do our own thing, but only if we're at like full full strength. <laughs> so yeah, much like I've much like uh, Blades in the Dark, I, I just to, just to sort of let you guys know, like I do have kind of clocks running here and there with certain things, and I, I'm not I'm not saying this to like scare you guys against doing anything. I'm just just trying to be somewhat transparent in how this is working. So if you get the, the longer you all wait, basically more things can happen elsewhere. Right. Uh, mm. But so it's, it's sort of like up to you all. If you want to wait to get back to full health, that means your enemy has had time to do certain things in certain places. If you want to go there quicker, you get there before they've done some of those things, but at lesser strength. So it's really kind of up to you all to decide. So you just tell me how how many days would you want to rest before you head back out? I think we need three full prolonged rests for Renil to recover most of her endurance while injured. Okay. Then she'll lose the wound, hopefully, on the journey wherever we go, but you may not get oh, much like more it. endurance after that. Three days feels like a long time. Um, I left it two if you want to cut a day off. I, I'm yeah. Three days feels like a long time to sit when we've got so much going on around us. Um, it's your wound. I'll, I'm happy to do with whatever you want. Uh, while we're in camp, can we not send these groups to do things? Yeah, you can send them out before. You, this is specifically for you all. So you can send them out to leave. They're, like if you're Anything they do is going to take several days because it's travel there, travel back, and whatever it is that right. they need to do, they're there. But like you can you can send them out. So that's this is really only affecting like you guys and where you go, basically. Can I ask a clarifying question? Um, mm-hmm. So with the, the, the Rivendell elves were the ones that stayed, mm-hmm. and they were the ones that failed. And so I believe right. they stayed. They saw, was it trolls? They yeah. saw a, they saw basically a troll driver. So like uh, there was a, a cruel pale orc that you all know from back in the days of Rotag. And you have, you have heard, you, maybe you, you already fought one of Rotag's allies down in Tharbad. And now there's another one here that they were the one, I think Gilly actually saw the orc up close. Remember when you fell down and you tried to scamper yeah. away? I think you yep. saw, so very pale orc has a very long whip uh, and is essentially a tender for these trolls. Because trolls, you all would know, are are very dull-witted. Like, that's literally one of their their features is that they're dull-witted or their, their, um, yeah, their traits, basically. And 
they can be, you know, cowed in certain ways. And they're also creatures of, of, you know, shadow and whatnot. So like, but this, this orc is kind of a taskmaster in some way, kind of making sure that these trolls are going places. And, and so there was a, like a cadre of, of snow trolls uh, that were being led northward into the mountains away from any known, currently known landmark. And so that's what El Rohir and Eladin and Curador and the other Rivendell elf that I didn't name. Uh, that's what they saw. Okay. So then it would seem that we should definitely, knowing that they saw the camp, we probably want to make sure that that is one of our destinations to try to make sure that we are kind of minimizing the fallout from that failure. If we send everyone away, then at least we won't be ambushed like we don't need someone protecting the camp mm -hmm. that does mean that they could find our camp while we're gone though so there's the risk there because i do believe that balavan was going to stay at camp most likely well that was an right. option but i would say don't if we're leaving the balavan's not your responsibility it's the responsibility of amdurim and so at worst they will take him with him with them yeah okay so are we thinking about doing three locations with two groups? Are we thinking of maybe doing two locations with three groups? That was the first The one. first option, yeah. Okay. The first, yeah. Three locations with two groups. And then either we go with one of the two groups or we go on our own. So I vote we send two to scout Kelechder. Um, Perhaps we send two with us to go deal with the trolls. And then send two... Um, to did we we haven't scouted yet the ruins, um, to get information on, but we have heard of yeah. it, but we don't have more concrete info because I everything think we would went have to... so well with the Tharbad and the Dunland Dwarves. You got like extra info, and that's how yeah, you discover like a, the ruins of Dolores. Like but you haven't like yeah. done a proper scout. You do know that it seems to be a place where they're training up beasts. Now, I also should point out, you guys, if you wanted to, you can just march on Karn Doom right now. Like, but there are obviously consequences for not addressing these various other things. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like we're definitely sending two groups to Moramin Taras because we're sending the Tharbad group. And I would say either the Oathbreakers or the Rangers because they've seen it. It was the Rangers that they went with, right? Yeah. Yeah. So maybe the Oathbreakers because they're stealthy. Mm-hmm. And then so, Tharbad's group, because they're the ones that actually need to grab the gear. Which yeah. one do we want to deal with, then? I like the idea of going to the ruins, since that is Rotag's captain. Like some, But Daggett wouldn't really have a preference, because he doesn't know much about Rotag. As a player, I like the, the full circle aspect of it. Because I think... Hmm. You think? Because it's way too quiet. You can't say you think. <laughs> right? Like, you know I'm freaking out. Like, all of a sudden, uh, every pore sweat coming uh, out no. silence. I don't know. I think either we need to deal with Morum Taras or ignore it for now and deal with the orcs and try and use that to pit um, the orcs further against them. We're uh, definitely well, sending we're, to Morum yeah. Taras. I think we should. We've known about Kelikdor since the first time, and we didn't send anyone there last time. I think we should send people there this time. Okay. 
or go ourselves. Yeah. Either of those. Um, Are we good with just moving Tharbad and Oathbreakers to Taras? Oh, yeah, that's probably Take fun. them off the table. Yes. Wait, wasn't it the Rangers and the Dunland who were at Morum Taras? Rangers and Oathbreakers went. Yeah. Oathbreakers so have this stealthy it'll be trait, Oathbreakers though. and Tharbad. Yeah. Yeah. Based so like on the information kind of they got, now we're sending a second. You're sending them back. You're sending them back. Yeah. You're basically sending them back to continue their work, right? Okay. Yeah. So we're taking the going. Rangers out. I think but that Tharbad's makes sense. going. Yeah. Yep. You're, so you're sending Tharnow Thar and the Oathbreakers to Moramintha Russ. Okay. I'm moving yeah, the Tharnow. Yes. He, his traits don't really help as much, but he's the one that I think would best be disguised as Hillfolk. They're human. Mm -hmm. I feel yeah. like Rangers. Yeah. Uh, they they look a little bit more rangery yeah. and they're probably less likely to be recognized some of these rangers it's possible they could have had encounters with hill folk you never know okay i think that makes a lot of sense then uh okay so you've got moramine taras uh, you got the hill folk stuff taken care of uh so that's oath breakers so then what do you want to do about kelic door who you we'll just go there? there it's unknown okay we can go there all right so we'll go ourselves Yes. Now, do cool. now knowing that we're not going to be fully, we're not going to be up to full health. Do we want to have us and two groups go somewhere, or do we want to just solo this? I like the idea of tackling more places at once, but I, I understand the caution if we want to pe bring people with us. So to clarify, you're thinking just us go to Kellic Door. We send two groups to scout at the troll place and two groups to scout at the ruins of Dol Goleth. Yeah. Yes, so we could get I four locations at once. Daggett is proposing. Okay. Okay. I don't mind if we do three, though. I, I'm not dead set on it. Okay. Not like we're so, going to. All right, so who's so then you you are sending someone over to where the beast uh, the beasts were in the ruins of Del Goeth. Uh Who do you want to send there? The people that saw it before were the Dunlin dwarves in Tharbad, but Tharbad's already already tasked with something. So do you want to so send Dunland. send Dunland? Okay, and maybe Rangers as well because they're cautious. Okay, like yeah. they won't get get stuck yeah, in there. I like that. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got, and the, I think they probably have a better sense of like animals in the wild and that kind of thing. Like if it comes to combat. So now it's all elves going north. So then you have yeah, elves, the elves yeah, can yeah. party north. So you want to Which, send them after the, where the troll driver and the trolls were going, right? To the north. Yeah, because okay. Yeah, they saw them. They know a little bit about them. Have them sabotage. Well, yeah, that's why I was, I was going to get to that question after that. Once once you guys have like all the folks figured out, we'll, we'll go that through. Unless sense, you do want swift. them to come with us. I like the idea of sending them north, but Gilly, you like the idea of two coming with us. Oh, I'm I'm, sorry, I don't mind. No, no, it's fine. If, this really does feel like we're playing Gen Lab Alpha again. This is like for, for Meteor Zero. This is exactly what this is, which is good because it's kind of what I wanted. Uh, all right, so... Let's go through then. We've got Oathbreakers and Tharabad. They're going to Moramin Taras. In your, are you trying to get them to infiltrate? Are you trying to get them to assassinate? Like, is there, 
Like if you were to give me like a I would like or word. a patrol to just disappear. Uh, they're gone for several days at a time and they just don't come back and okay. then we have their gear. So it sounds like we're trying to do some sabotage then, kind of. Because if we're going to be gone for a whole week or more, like is that step one and then there's another step that they do after that? Or is that the yes, sole thing that like they're Like right doing now we week? need to gather information about which orcs were at odds, like the uneasy alliance, basically. Like which orc captain was part of that uneasy alliance so mm -hmm. that we can drive a wedge between them. So you just want them... So then are you asking, so do you, are you tasking them with, with, with infiltrating the keep and getting that info or just getting the, like, the I armor? would say they never go inside the walls. I think that's too risky. Okay. Like they wait for a patrol to come out and that patrol never comes back. What do you guys think? I think how long are we staying in Angmar though? Like we just keep sending them back and forth. It's like, what is really getting done? We just, like I send said, them in to commit. There are clocks. So. At a certain point, stuff I feel like, will happen. Yeah, everyone, yeah, everyone's first mission came back pretty healthy. Everyone's pretty ready to go. We just full send. Full send? Like, you so, want them to go in the walls? So do you assassination? Like do as much things as possible, yeah. I think infiltration. Um, in Which would be inside the walls. They're going inside the walls. They're information gathering. If okay. they have opportunities to take some folks out, uh, then I think that would be wise. I, 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 I like agree. Either way, they Floyd, need that... to attack a patrol just so they can look like hill folks. We don't even get in. that granular with yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a granular. I think because... what is our overall goal to have them assassinate Braddock? I thought the goal was to get two groups going against each other. Well, using NPC allies, we're sending them to either scout or sabotage. Whatever happens, happens. It's just those two choices sort of deal. Yeah. So, yeah. so sabotage. We just sabo okay. every position. Yes. All right. Sabo. Got it. Okay. So they're going to sabotage, likely flavor-wise doing what Dago was just saying. Well, and if, you're, if your roles go really well, maybe it does escalate into something more. Uh, okay, so then at the ruins of Delgoeth, you're sending the Dunlan Dwarves, so Thorfinn, Thebe, and their and their crew, and you're sending Lady Aracel and her rangers. Uh, what are you looking to have them do with the beasts of the ruins of Delgoeth? Want them to sabo as well, yeah? Okay. I would agree. Yeah. 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 All right. What does killing or sending them for your making them unusable assets? <laughs> okay. Sounds great. I like that uh, description. Uh, and then um, the mountains, oh, I'm just going to call it for now, since you don't know anything else, I'm just going to call it the mountains of Angmar. You're sending them north. Uh, what do you want the elves to do? Scouting. I think that's yeah, so just a scouting. About scout. So yeah. just scout. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Sounds good. So then uh, looking at, we're looking at the, the target numbers. Oh my gosh. Get out of my way. Virus scan. Crap. Uh, all right, so you're sending, so for scouting, we're going to make that a TN-15 for for the elves, and then for sabotage for the other, it's going to be a TN-18 for the other two, uh, just to be consistent with what we've done before. Uh, are you purchasing stuff so I can keep track of it? How many audience dice do we have? I don't know. Uh, we're Favorite all around? We're flesh. <laughs> That's how I get viruses. <laughs> yeah, I, I like the idea of favorite all around. And yeah, dice. serious. Yeah. That's 21 dice, though, so if we can afford it. Do okay. we have that? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Okay. Uh, awesome. Spend it. 
All right, so they're all favored. Uh, any bonus dice? Yeah, Max two bonus dice each, and then five dice for favored. So Freaking seven each, twenty-one total. And all of this goddamn head math. So what I happens took, when I, I took turn the twenty-one this into an RTS. out? Steven just like what hey, else? <laughs> I took the do. twenty-one out, and <laughs> then I'm taking off another. No, the twenty-one includes the bonus. Yeah, it's five for yeah. favored, twenty-one and then total. two okay. extra bonus dice. Okay. Yep. Okay. Cool. And then I'll, I'll work math. out what they actually get for their skills and stuff uh, a little later. But we'll have that for next time. We'll do it the same thing we did. We'll wait until we get back, and then we'll sort of cool. narrate how that happens. Okay. And then I have you guys as resting for two days, and then you're heading out to Kelikdor to see, you know, what's up. You know, just knock on the door. Like, <laughs> what's say up? Hi. What's hey, going if, on, if we're, guys? Hey, we're, so we're in the neighborhood. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> If we're going, if, if by we play music too loud, just let us just come over. Just come over. It's part of the fun. <laughs> if we're going by ourselves, Arineal could be talked into resting for three days. Okay. If we're not going to have anybody else backing us up, um, I would really like that. I feel like Arineal at full strength is 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 a big thing. I'm happy with whatever Arineal wants to do. You're the one that's injured, so it's your risk. The HOA is basically just <laughs> Angmar troops coming in. That's all it is. It's the true the, evil. It, the head of the HOA is the pale orc yeah. with the whip. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Your okay. trash can needs to be behind a fence. Now, I'm sorry. Uh, we did not allow corpses on your front lawn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Your tent is actually needs to be sky blue you have powder blue and that's just not gonna work for us okay so let's reset then and then we'll we'll close it down so as we'll just sort of paint the picture here for a moment a couple days have passed we've had some strategy sessions we've had some folks who are participating and just scouting the area keeping watch making sure whatever happened with the rivendell elves while you guys were gone doesn't repeat while there have been some movements of, of enemies here and there, none seem to have directly come in those days to the base. You get a couple days worth of rest. We start to see over those couple of days, the healthier groups start to leave. You see Lady Aracel and the Dunlin Dwarves, they start venturing eastward. They know exactly what their plan is. They're going to figure out some way to sabotage the breeding pits, the the training pits at uh, the ruins of Dol Gweth. You see Oathbreakers, you see Tharnau and his Tharbad Wardens head out um, with the intentions to do as much damage. Uh, they take they, they have a very lengthy discussion with Daggett, who gives them ideas about how to infiltrate or how to get, you know, kind of make themselves seem like members of the Hillfolk. And then you talk with Andrim, you talk with Elo, Elo here and Elidin, who are very excited, even though one of them is limping, uh, to finally actually go out and do something. And they're venturing northward, and they're very curious, and and they're and they're actually kind of thankful. Like they, you can tell that the the two brothers are kind of thankful that you're that they're going there because they're it sort of was really curious to them. Um, and you're not sure if there's maybe a reason for that, but you can tell that they're very like they give each other they exchange these weird looks the way those tw you know twins can sometimes kind of just look at each other and you realize that maybe they're communicating on a different level. And all the elves move off. Uh, they're bringing Balavan with them. You all are probably at base for a day by yourselves with no one else around continuing to recuperate. And then eventually 
on the third day, you pack up your things and you begin venturing somewhat northwestwardly in the direction of a tower known as Kelek Dor. And we will pick up with that next time in episode, uh. I think, 68. So there we go. Sweet. All right, guys. Oh, my gosh. All so right. good. <laughs> so elves are going up here. Yeah, well, we got some yearning in this session. <laughs> yes. A good thing. Because <gasps> sending them to assassinate Braddock is probably going to get him killed. So it's a good thing that we got a couple of those things in there before the time. We chose sabotage, not assassinate. Same thing. I didn't put like, I didn't put like, there there wasn't, uh, scout and sabotage were just examples. You could tell them to do anything you want. Like you could tell, you can tell them to assassinate. You can tell them to go build a house, do whatever you want. Just tell me what it is. And based upon what you tell them to do, I'll set it, I'll set it to TN. That's kind of what it is. Uh, okay. Oh goodness. Cool, cool, cool. We will be back next week with more uh, with more One Ring. Why don't we do some clothes and plugs and we get on out of here. My Trey, you want to tell everybody where they can find you on the internet? Yes. Uh, when I'm not inviting myself to games here, uh, I am my two plays games on YouTube. And uh, check me out if you want. Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, soon we'll be joining another game with us actually in addition to this and so i'm very excited about that uh let's see so what do we got coming up uh, monday is our next night uh we're not quite into our new campaigns yet so if we're doing something on monday it's just gonna be a random one shot like we've been doing the past couple of weeks we will get back to a uh, an alternating monday campaign schedule on the 18th uh, when we're going to be starting up some monster of the week and then the week after that on the 25th we're going to be starting up fragged empire and you can see my tracing to jump into that with us on mondays uh, and so we're going to alternate between those two games for a little while monster of the week fragged empire uh and have some fun uh this tuesday uh steven what are we doing this tuesday uh aaron will be running a session for our regular tuesday crew of mm -hmm. teenage mutant dirtbags which is a tmnt style rpg uh it should be a lot of fun just get a light rpg one shot to fill in the time and yeah. then a week after that, we'll be doing a pirate RPG uh, one shot true. as well for Talk that Like a Pirate Day. Talk so we got like a lot a of fun stuff day. on Tuesday coming up. Everyone needs to talk like a pirate on that stream and look like a pirate on that stream. Uh, so it's going to be a lot Amazing. of fun. Uh, well, do you want my wig? <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Thursday next week, we're back to die, uh, which could be either the, the finale or at least the chap like a chapter finale. It's gonna be a finale of some kind. Uh so we're, we're kind of excited as we're we're hitting a very the, the big moment of the campaign where we kind of decide, do we keep going? Do we do we not? So it's gonna be a finale of sorts. So come check a look, take a look at that. Next Friday, back to Delta Green. Uh, and, uh, in a week from today, more one ring. Uh, if you, uh, if you haven't yet followed the channel here on Twitch, please do so, uh, and head over to YouTube as well. Look for adventures and lollygagging over there. Uh, subscribe, like stuff, comment on stuff. If you have games that you would like to see us run at some point, throw out some ideas. I'm always happy to hear what people are looking to see. Uh, then, uh, other than that, I think let's go ahead and raid our friends over at the boys from the Baltic star. Uh, they, uh, what are they playing? I can't remember if they're playing Orbital Blues or Traveler or something tonight or if they're doing that 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 other weird game. That they, Yep, they're doing that other weird game. So we're going to go ahead and raid them. Uh, they're kind people. Say hi to them. And uh, have a great rest of your weekend. Bye-bye.
Thank you.